Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the lost. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age, feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Song to the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark Oh, can you hear his call? He's reaching out to you And you must choose, will it be eternal life? Or will you choose to lose your soul as you disappear into the midnight? Father, Father, thank you. We praise your name. We praise you. Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you. Mark eleven twenty three. hallelujah, my, one of my favorite verses of all time. We praise you for answering our prayers. We thank you for anointing us the way that we ask to be anointed. We thank you for the supernatural and holy fire of God that we've been praying for, to, uh, to protect us. We thank you, Father God, for the protection that we have over our jobs. For any of our brothers and sisters that are struggling in, in, in the uh, third seal and the progression of what I think is the third seal, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the love of Christ will overflow our hearts and that somehow they will be placed before us that we might be able to bless them. Because with giving, we receive incredible blessings. A lot of us will become fearful. A lot of us will live in the flesh. We, we don't. It's not that we want to. It's just that we haven't learned yet how to totally trust you, Father. And it is hard because you test our hearts. That's what the scripture says, and that's what we know is true. The Lord God tests our hearts, and we praise you for that. We thank you for testing our hearts, and we pray in the name of Jesus that if there's anything that is incorrect in our in our hearts, the way that we feel about things, uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind and perfect love, the only kind of love that could come from you and our Lord Jesus cast out all fear so if we have that fear then there's something wrong with where we are in our walk and that's a hard that's a hard thing to deal with and so father we're asking you for a special anointing a special empowerment a special blessing to fall upon each of one of us to bring us to a place where we are actually you know where our life circumstances bring us to a place where we realize that there's really no point in worrying about a thing there's really no point in it because it isn't going to change any dynamic that's going to happen the only thing that has the power in all of the universe is to be able to change the things that are going to happen are you, Father. And that is what's really amazing is that when we, when, we, when we truly, truly trust you, when we have surrendered, when we know that we could 
meet with the most unbelievable, awful, doomy, gloomy, horrible outcomes that by trusting you, the likelihood of that goes way, 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 way down. And we need that anointing. We need that supernatural touch in our lives. So many of us, I've heard the emails, Father God, I've heard the communications, and, and, and you know, I, I just pray that you will bring every brother and sister of mine, every listener of this program to a place where they understand what it's like to, to become absolutely and utter, utterly, I mean, beyond, I don't, you know, just powerful, utterly so dependent upon you. So dependent because a lot of us believe where we are. A lot of us believe that we trust you. A lot of us believe that we really love you. Lord Jesus, I'm going to admit before everybody, I don't love you enough. I don't. I don't love you as much as I ought to. I, I, I know, Father, that I sometimes go through these really gushy crying phases where I'm just so in love with you I can't stand it. And I, you know that. Yeah, it's part of my prayer. But Jesus, I don't spend enough time with you. I I really don't think I do. I, I had such a blessed time this morning just, you know, saying, oh, the heck with it. And, you know, just sitting there reading Proverbs from the NLT and seeing the, 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 the noteworthy increase in clarity and the meaning of some of them and indeed finding a couple of mistakes. But nevertheless, you are the word. And if we're not spending extra time in the word, especially now, then maybe we don't have you as our first love. Maybe we don't love you as much as we ought to. Maybe we're, we're more like Odin Hetrick, where he went to heaven 81 times, and when he first met you, you told him that one teardrop that fell on your shoe, your sandal, was how much you loved me. And he was absolutely and utterly shocked, having devoted his entire life and his family and his musical uh, touring and everything for you. He couldn't believe that that was how much he loved you. And we have to assume that we're probably, if we're even at that same level, that we're that would that 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 would be a miracle. And uh, if if and we're probably somewhere less than that in our walk. And we need to be so utterly, absolutely, gushingly—I don't even know what the words are to use—overwhelmedly, just just absolutely. Utterly, I mean, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, just overwhelmingly in every possible way. And to love you so much to know beyond any shadow of a doubt, without any question, that you are going to take care of us. And, and also recognizing that the Lord God tests the hearts. And that that is an ominous sort of a uh, scripture. We we oftentimes don't think of the implication of of that scripture, Father, and so it leaves us vulnerable because we we don't really understand that when the scripture says the Lord God tests the hearts, that that means that you're going to put us in a position, no question about it, you are going to put us in a position where uh, you know our natural reaction is going to be unnatural. We're we're not going to trust you. We're going to worry. We're going to be concerned. We're going to think about losing our jobs. We're going to see the reports. We're going to see the the economic reports. We're going to see the hike hike in the in the Fed uh uh you know uh interest rates. We're going to start freaking out. We're going to start worrying. We're going to see the food going up. We're worry 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 worry. We're going to wonder if we're worthy to be you know found worthy, you know to, to be taken away from this and stand before you Lord Jesus Luke 21:36. We're going to worry if we're going to worthy about the harvest, you know, worthy of 
the barley harvest. We're, you know, we're going we're gonna to become so clingy on escape that we completely forget to serve you. We're going to be start believing things that we should not be believing and listening to every YouTuber that is out there making a prediction and always turns out to be wrong every single time because they're not based in the scripture and they don't understand it. They try to, but they don't. It's proven time and time again because if they did understand it, then they wouldn't be making those predictions. And they'd be going back to you, Father, in prayer, seeking more wisdom. First, you know, James 1 5, if anyone seeks wisdom, let them ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And Father, before you we come. We praise your name for every, uh, you know, every rapture bubble, every uh, 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 watchman out there that's talking to three-letter agencies, CSA, NSA people that are, you know, maybe old work comp, you know, buddies and stuff, and you know, all the predictions and stuff that come in from the forces of darkness, but they never come true. You know, just maybe little bits and pieces, but, you know, the, the, the plot always ends up getting foiled. There's always a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, a plan F, a plan X, plan Y, plan Z. And that's because we know that you're still protecting us, Father. We know that your angels are still protecting us. We know that he that restrains us has not yet been taken out of the way. Second Thessalonians 2 has not yet happened. That means that the gathering together unto Jesus cannot happen. That the, that, and it cannot happen until uh, the Antichrist is revealed. So the vast majority, it isn't, isn't what people believe. It has to be a magnanimous, incredible, humongous, global type of an event. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to believe it, but it's going to believe that there's there's going to be a lot. It's going to be huge. It's going to be because the Bible's an understatement. And if Paul used that as a held it up as an example of when we were when when we're going to be gathered together unto Jesus, then then that it, it's it's the revealing of the Antichrist, the son of perdition, uh, the the sudden uh, you know the falling away, which is no doubt uh, caused by the strong delusion. 2 Thessalonians 2.11b, for I, God, send a strong delusion so that they, the unrighteous, will believe the lie. And that, and that strong delusion, that falling away, is going to be caused, praise your name, thank you, Jesus, by an alien, some type of an alien event, a humongous one, obviously. Maybe the one that David Doetry saw, where the gigantic uh, 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 Death Star, uh, sphere-shaped, copper, ball-like, that looks like all of these uh, statues that are in front of the United Nations and the Vatican Library and all over the world now. Father, these things are these are we don't want to ever step outside of your word because what we'll do is we'll get false hope. We'll be walking around thinking that this is going to happen, that's going to happen. I put up with that for eleven, twelve years, and I'm quite frankly, as you know, Father, I'm about as fed up with it as I can be. I can be, and I just want to lean upon your word. I just want to, you know, I want to know your word so well that when I listen to somebody talking, no matter how many tears are gushing out of their eyes, no matter how much they're praising Jesus on their YouTube channels, that I know. Know that they're not right, and I, I know that they, you know they might have bits and pieces of it right. And it's not that I don't pay uh, you know I pay them utterly no attention, but I know what my Bible says, and the Bible always wins because the Bible is the very word of the Lord Jesus Christ, He who is our first love, He who we ought to love more than life itself, be willing to lie down our lives to serve Him in any way that is that that, that is required, hoping that it's not required, but also being at the ready to lay down our lives. For the salvation of yet another a neighbor, a friend, uh, uh, not not just another believer, but 
but but even unbelievers especially. And Father God, we just praise you for these these revelations, these understandings. We praise you for your holy power. We praise you for your anointing. We thank you for the power of prayer that you have given us. We praise you for the holy fire that we can use and call down against the enemy. And we thank you, Father, for bringing us to a place where we have nothing to look forward to. It is God. And we praise you for that because that brings us to a place that if we are perfectly prepared to lose everything, then then we have no one else to trust but you, and that helps us to fall in love with you even more. And never mind all of your mercy and how undeserving we are of your grace that you have given us time and time and time again. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And our Lord Jesus, thank you for being our advocate. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for giving us like umpteen bazillion chances over and over again. Thank you for helping us to be able to fight our way, even though we, you know, we, you know, we, we're going to be tested. Even though, as the scripture says, that you, you know, Father, that you're going to test the hearts, and it's fascinating because, really, uh, you know, as it says here in Proverbs 17:3, the Lord it says, "Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart." Well, Amen to that. Praise God, because you know what? If you don't wait to the last minute, Father, and if we start doubting and worrying, then the Lord God has tested the heart, and the test was failed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And we praise you for revealing this to the hearts of babes because, Father, we are going to pray and pray and pray and pray and praise and praise and praise because we know that we know that we know that you are going to take care of us. And we got nothing to worry about. And we give you all the glory. Even if that meteor smashes us on the head. We're not going to feel a thing. And now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. How much ecstasy is that? Hallelujah. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and honor, and power, and glory. Father, we love you. We thank you. And we don't love you enough. We admit it. We come before you. We confess it. And we ask you to fill our cups with love for you and Jesus, that our lives lives, our decisions, the choices that we make uh, become holy, pure, and righteous in the days ahead that we are, not, not, not with the goal of leaving as early as possible, but with the goal of serving you exactly as you would wish for us to serve you, and Jesus, exactly as you would want for your representatives on this earth today, hand-chosen, before there was time, written about in our books in Proverbs 16, Proverbs uh, 139, verse 16, and Ephesians 2.10. Let us walk in those works, and let us be worthy of hearing the words, even as we rent our robes as a tax collector. Contrite spirit, welcome home, good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Watch and pray For I would come For you one day I gave you my word 
so you would know. The time might come and take you home. It's time for you to look around. The signs are gay for coming down. Don't be called a sleep and blind. You don't want to be left behind. Come and be home. 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 Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, any of y'all heard? Has anybody out there? Let's hear a praise offering for Jesus, as David Wilkerson used to correctly always say. I love that. Um, my, my my church back from the seventies used to do that too. Let's uh, let's hear a praise offering for Jesus for any of those of you out there, any of you listeners out there, who have been uh, hearing. Uh, people speaking, uh, uh, you know, they're all, you know, they're in that rapture bubble and, uh, you know, that big old rapture bubble. And we already know that, you know, some of our past guests and stuff had, you know, actually mentioned days and dates and all that kind of stuff. And while we're past those dates, so that didn't work out too well. Um, uh, I've, I've been dealing with, you know, this stuff now for 12, 12, you know, I'm approaching 12 years. I'm working on my 12th year now. And, um, uh, you know, I, now I have to, I, what I, I'm doing now, what I should have done. You know, I should have spent more time in the word and, um, you know, and looked and and thought about it a little harder, you know, because, you, you know, you can read, for example, you can read Second Thessalonians chapter two, what, 500,000 times. You're always going to see something new, but eventually you want to simplify it. You know, it really at the end of the day, with all the fancy, fancy language that Paul was given in Second Thessalonians, you know, the Thessalonican church, you really just got two things. You got the rapture. You got you got uh, the revealing of the Antichrist, and you've got an alien deal of some kind. It's obviously very huge because it's got to be on a global level. And David Doetry in 1996, when after praying for more than 10 years to the Lord fervently, uh, that was all he ever asked for. He just prayed, 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 prayed. I'm sure he was on his knees, and I'm sure he was in tears. And the Lord finally gave him this massive vision. You know, that, that the rapture is, is, you know, he just wanted, you know, because all he knew about was one. He didn't know about the barley harvest, the wheat harvest, so he just called it the rapture. So the Lord showed him this big, gigantic spaceship showing up in the sky. Uh, we had Augusto Perez, Pastor Augusto Perez on the program. We talked to him. We mentioned that to him, and he was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I got a vision uh, that, that's very supportive of that. I saw – I had a vision of this giant, round, Death Star-like spaceship, and it had all kinds of different sorts of you know, species of aliens flying around it. I saw it up in the sky. Well, that aligns up incredibly well with uh, David Doetry's vision. And we know that David Doetry's vision was barley harvest because wheat harvest happens after the meteor strikes off the coast of Puerto Rico and 22 million people die on the East Coast. 
We know that the barley harvest happens before NASA is destroyed. You know why? Because Pastor Sori Park, again, from from Southern, this is going back like 10 years, but uh, he was taken to heaven and uh, met with Jesus. Very holy man, very holy man, a young pastor, kind of like Timothy. And, uh, And he had a conversation with Jesus, asked him about it, and Jesus said, oh, well, NASA will go on all the TV stations and tell everybody that it was the aliens that took them. What an amazing testimony to have. It aligns beautifully with David Doetry. It aligns beautifully with Second Thessalonians too. So, you know, power, signs, lying, wonder, and I will send them strong delusions so that they will believe the lie. What's the lie? Well, it's on the most popular documentary series that the world has ever seen. It's the lie that they are our creators. Okay, and they're going to make a big deal out of it. You can believe it. Whatever, when they come, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a real, real big deal. And we already know that because we have read and paid attention to David Doetry's, you know, uh, uh, vision, which, by the way, nobody, everybody thought he was nuts back in the 90s. Uh, he was rejected. Uh, people were like, uh, you know, thinking he was some kind of a nutbag. And um, uh, it wasn't until, I think, 2004 or something like that that John Ting from Five Doves published it. I got a hold of it. I was like, Whoa! Of course, by that time, the Lord, you know, uh, actually, it was published in 2004 or something like that from John Ting. But I didn't get a hold of it until later uh, when the Lord, after the Lord had already revealed to me that a major part of my ministry needed to have a focus on aliens, which that's got to be about one of the doggone weirdest things you'd ever want to hear from from God. Right. Um, certainly. On a spe- and especially because I really didn't kind of like believe in them you know i mean it, it was weird it was like i was one of those people i was like a pastor going you know holding the hand of my seven-year-old son walking through the smithsonian institute looking at uh you know a seven foot tall neanderthal man and having no biblical explanation whatsoever for its existence we do now because we know that the man and woman creature in genesis one was them we know that we know that the uh, the the God you know it, 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 let us create them in our image has absolutely nothing to do with um, what what the church thinks. Let us create them in our image. The, the the word Lord God Yahweh Elohim does not even show up in the Holy Bible until Genesis two seven. Doesn't the word Elohim simply means God means minor gods means it's you know they, it, there's so many mistranslations. A lot of the translations make make the awful mistake of putting living soul in Genesis 1. That is a lie. That is absolutely incorrect. I have done the deep dive digging. It took me over four hours, Septuagint, uh, going back through a number of uh, early texts. And I was able to uh, confirm that a number of, uh, uh, a number of uh, translations put living soul in front of the man and the woman in Genesis 1. And it's false. It, it, those words do not exist there. The translators dorked us over. Because they couldn't figure out what let us create them in our image was. That's because God, our Father, just like he uses divine healers, think about it. Who heals the person when they're in the wheelchair with Parkinson's and then they jump out of the wheelchair and say, praise God, hallelujah, or they're blind and they say, I can see, I can see. You know, who healed, was it, you know, who who healed the man with the withered hand, you know, you know, in, in front of the, uh, in front of the uh, tabernacle, you know, I think they called it beautiful or whatever, um, but, but, you know, who healed? What was it? Was it you know silver and gold have I not? But you know, you know, rise up and walk. You know, was it the apostles? Did they do the healing? No, they didn't do the healing. Jesus, Jesus did the healing. Jesus Christ, the power of the Godhead, moved through them 
That's why they're, why we got to do the laying on of hands whenever we can. I, that puts us at a great disadvantage when we're praying for people at long distances. Although sometimes God, if we're persistent enough, a lot of times God, if we're pers- persistent enough, will allow the power to move through, well, I don't know, the Godhead power aura. I mean, I don't know what else to call it, um, uh, but uh, uh, maybe we'll call it a supernatural star field of energy. Who knows? Uh, but um, but God uses other beings to accomplish things. Simple as that. You know, I you know I I, I look you know at the time that we're in right now. I I I wish there were. You know, I'd almost like to get more out of the uh, visits from Joy Pugh and Brother Zen and and t- have a talk with them. I might set up a Zoom meeting or something, have a chat with them and see if we can split them up because I want to get more of the esoteric stuff again from Zen. Uh, some of the stuff, you know, he wrote the book Skyfall. He wrote the book uh, Sons of God. Why are we, you know, who are we and why are we here? But see, here's the thing. That isn't good enough for me. Don't get me wrong. I love Brother Zen. I, he is tops. You know, you don't get any better than Brother Zen. I love, I love Zen. I love Joy. I love them with all my heart. They're awesome. And we have been around here doing this for like forever. But, you know, the thing is, we all need to come to our own reconciliation. You know? So I was, you know, I, I had my epiphany times. I had my times when I bawled like a baby and stood out in, out the back of the house. I've testified to that. How I said, Lord, I don't feel like I want to do this. I, I don't want to do the radio show. The, 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 it's too big a responsibility. It's ominous. You know, it wasn't, I never was current concerned about persecution. That was never a big deal. You know, I mean, I, there were times when I got stuck in the back with a gigantic 18 inch, you know, uh, uh, you know, chainsaw. But, you know, publicly and, and all that kind of stuff, it's happened many, many times, and that's okay. And sometimes it was very people that were very close to me. That's what the devil likes to do the most. Um, but it's beside the point. It's beside the point. So, um, but anyway, it, you know, it, 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 all these things have explanations. Uh, my own daughter, I mentioned this on one of the programs, my own daughter was doubting her faith because, you know, she was, her husband is, you know, an unbeliever and he's very scientifically minded, or at least he thinks so. And, um, you know, and he's like sitting there playing the, the debunker game, you know, the, you know, well, if this, if the earth is only 6,000 years old, then how come this? And the earth is only 6,000 years, you know, the, the, the traditional unbeliever game, right? So then my, my daughter comes to me and, and I'm like, well, that, you know, the, dad, I'm really starting to feel, you know, I'm really starting to doubt my faith because, you know, the word, you know, my mom tells me, she's, she's like, you know, my mom is telling me all the time that the earth is only 6,000 years old. And I know that isn't true. And I told her, honey, it's because your mom has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> and I know she doesn't listen to this show, even though we're really good friends and everything. She, I know she doesn't listen to this show because if she did, she would never say something like that to my daughter. And I told my daughter, I said, no, it's, it's nothing like that. You got it wrong. It's completely incorrect. The, the, the earth is billions of years old. You know, the, 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 the Arizona media creator uh, National Park is 16 million years old. You know, the problem is people just, I don't know what's, I don't know what's the matter with people. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. But then, you know, I, you know, I, I learned things, little bits and bites and pieces at a time. But, you know, then the devil would attack me and, uh, you know, even though – and the whole alien thing, one thing led to another. You know, I would – you know, the devil would attack me and I would have doubts. And then an unbelievable supernatural, a miraculous God event would happen in my life that would so utterly, 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 utterly confirm that I was right. 
and that Zen was right. Now, don't get me wrong. Zen and I don't agree on 100% of things, or else we'd be, we wouldn't even be human. We'd be, I don't know what kind of species we'd be. But, um, uh, but anyway, and obviously the, the minor gods in heaven don't agree on everything either because 1 Kings 22, 19 wouldn't make any sense. Because why would our Father God say, you know, uh, you know, be standing before an innumerable company of uh, spirit beings, which are minor gods, and, and asking them, who, you know, how shall we make King Ahab fall at Ramoth Gilead? So, far for, so much for God micromanaging everything, right? So much for everybody thinking in one accord. I mean, he wouldn't ask that question if he didn't want somebody to give him the answer, and he obviously didn't know what the answer was, or he wouldn't ask the question. But we don't have the common sense to be able to reason our way through these things. And when, you, when, when God gets you with that common sense, now granted, the devil's going to attack you. He's going to make you think, no, no, this is nuts. This is crazy. But I did the homework. And then I had other super, very, 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 very supernatural things happen that could not have possibly happened if it wasn't all God to tell me, John, I am telling you this is correct. You do understand it right. Don't be bashful. Tell people. Because here's the thing. When you understand these things, you can save people's souls. I was able to bring my daughter. My daughter, now I tell her I'm praying for her, and she's like, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. You know, And she, there's even times when I'm kind of bummed out, and she'll tell me she's going to pray for me. I almost lost her, you know, as far as her belief system. I would have brought her back, but, you know, I, I didn't hesitate. You know, I, I literally said, your mom is wrong. All these other people are wrong. All these, you know, whatever it is your husband's telling you, you know, he, he's, he, he's misinformed as well. Okay, that may be what the vast majority of Christians think, but that is wrong. And my daughter was immediately restored. Her faith was immediately restored. And no, so don't anybody out there tell me, you know, as you shake your little granny finger at me and say, yeah, this guy's a heretic and all that kind of stuff. You know, no, no, you need, you need to learn. Praise God. You need to do the homework. You need to read the books. You need to spend the time. My goodness, most people don't even spend any time in the New Testament at all. They're so busy out there rifling through YouTube looking for somebody to tell them that they're leaving next week that they're not spending any time in Jesus. Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord, the one who you're supposed to be, who's supposed to be your first love. Well, if Jesus is the Word, and the Word was God, and, you know, and the Word dwelled among us, you know, the whole John chapter 1, you know, Gospel of John, you know, uh, 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 chapter 1, 1, I mean, come on, who is Jesus? The Word. And you're not spending any time in the Word. You're too busy rifling around through YouTube looking for some rescue mission to come get you out of the mess that you're in. When instead, if you would just surrender and do what God asks you to do, be obedient as he wants you to be, recognize that when Jesus talked about the parable of the wise and foolish virgins, he didn't miss a beat when he went into the parable of the talents and rewards. They go together hand in hand. So it's very important for us to spend more time in the Word, more time seeking Jesus, more time drawing in closer, more time using spiritual warfare prayers, more time praying for the, the, the unsaved across the world, uh, more time praying, more time making our lives a prayer ministry. Absolutely. At the very least, praise God. Now's the time. Now's the time to be talking to people. Now's the time. Look, look, look. Okay, let me just give you an example. Look how high the gas prices are. 
How many, uh, how many of you out there, again, you know, have, let's, let's hear a praise offering, you know, just like David Wilkerson. Let's hear a praise offering for how many people out there listening to the program right now have heard the, the rapture bubble predictions and are still hearing them and have heard the um, various quote watchmen out there. Many of them are very good Christians and many of them are very, very smart. But they are getting their information from earthlings, <laughs> okay? Let me just put it as frank as I can. Earthlings. They're getting their information from earthlings. See, I used to track Illuminati information. I used to track, uh, you know, every little thing that uh, an entity like Klaus Schwab would say. I used to track that stuff. I'd take notes. It was unbelievable how hard I tracked it. I tracked it because I figured, hey, hey, they're the ones who are going to do it, so I might as well pay as close attention to it as I possibly can. I spent so much time tracking that stuff, I didn't pay any attention to the Bible. So I spent years and years and years eating crow. But oh well. Who am I? Just that wacky guy who's here telling you that the let us create them in our image is not the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's creator gods. Those are what you call creator gods. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear what he said? He's some kind of a raving lunatic. No, I know as a fact that that's what they are. So God doesn't – our Heavenly Father, he can. I'm not saying he can't. But he chooses. The perfect order of the universe is such that our Heavenly Father, and we see evidence in that in divine healings. So again, uh, before I forget, let's hear that praise offering for people that have heard the rapture bubble and have heard a huge uptick and people out there saying, this terrible calamity is going to happen. That terrible calamity is going to happen. Watch out for this day. Watch out for that day. I got insider information from the, you know, I used to say all the time, because I, I, it hit me one day and I was thinking to myself, how come it is that all these really famous Christians out there that are getting insider information from, you know, some insider from the Department of Homeland Security, some insider from, you know, uh, th- you know this agency or that agency, some CIA, whatever, you know, and, and, they're, and they're always wrong. And then it hit me and I thought, with all the electronic monitoring devices that they have out there, how is it that they're pulling off this, communica- this covert communication of black ops operations that are supposed to be happening and doing it without getting caught? We're all being monitored. What do they? What do they got? Like a thirty thousand dollar encrypted satellite uh, radio system? Is that how they're doing it? Because that's about how much those things cost. Maybe more. Go look one up. They're out on the internet, by the way. Um, but anyway, they, they, the prices some some of them come down, but that's not what they're using. So I used to, you know, it hit me one time, and I was like, well, wait a minute. If this person is a top secret Department of Homeland Security whistleblower. And how come the top secret Homeland Security, you know, people, you know, the agencies, the black ops, the black slate agencies aren't monitoring them. They got help of alien technologies. My goodness, they could they could monitor, uh, you know, uh, an earthworm 400 feet below the surface of the earth with infrared listening devices from satellites. And we're sitting there going, okay, yeah, sure, uh, you know, uh, that you know that that CIA insider uh, t- uh, told us that X Y Z and LMNP is going to happen next week. We're going like, oh boy, I better prepare, <laughs> better go get some rice and beans. It's like you know, I, I've gone through this for twelve years, and some people are just like, they don't care. That's what they want to listen to. I don't. 
I want to draw in closer to Jesus. I want to make the barley harvest, but I want to make the barley harvest, well, because I know that the likelihood of me surviving, especially living in Florida, since it's just a big old sandbar and it's right next to that 1,000-foot tidal wave, it's going to be a result of the meteor striking, you know, in, in the beginning of the sixth seal. I, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, Sarah Manet, when she saw what was left in the aftermath of that, she said that, she, you know, she only saw, she looked from above, you know, ISS space station kind of a view. And she looked down and there was only a, a few lights on, you know, the, along the, uh, you know, the whole uh, uh, Appalachian Trail. There's a little bit at the top of the mountains there, you know, maybe Roanoke area and stuff. But she saw the majority of the lights after that event. She saw a majority of them around Denver and stuff way up high in the mountains. Most everybody got wiped out. And then what about on the worldwide basis, right? So I figure I'm, you know, now's the time, right? Now's the time for you. Now's the time for all of us. Praise God. You know, have you considered? And, and, and let's let's see how many of you. Let's let's get a praise offering. Let, let's get a praise offering poll on how many of you have been listening to Rapture Bubble predictions and insider top secret information about what's going to happen next. Not that we don't pay attention to it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But you better be taking it with a grain of salt because so far our batting record is like zero. All right, let's see that. Let's hear that praise offering, huh? Come on. Don't be shy. Ha-ha! Hallelujah. All right. Oh, well, anyway. So how long are we going to be here? I don't know. You know. Every time I look at the state of stuff going on out there, it's just like it seems, man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what the, I, how are we supposed to read God's mind? We were already told to forget about it. We're never going to be able to do it. You know, as high as the heavens are above the earth, you know, so, so, you know, far as oh, I forget that one. It's, it's it's an Isaiah 58. I haven't memorized that one in a little a long time. Hey, um, so let me see here. Oh, and then of course uh, the um, so now we 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 got the whole you know. We, well, when we also know this is very important, very important to go along go along with the Second Thessalonians thing. We also know that the global financial collapse needs to happen because it says don't harm the oil or the wine. At the end. And by the way, I checked my interlinear, highly advanced, deep dive PC study Bible professional, and I can tell you as a fact that those words are there, and uh, they're not mis- mis- uh, mistranslated or anything. Okay, it says clearly, clear as a bell, do not harm the oil or the wine. New wineskins, new wine. The bride, the oil in the lands of the wise virgins. Guess who that is? Got it? So, who's on the earth? The bride. Has the aliens come yet? Because the aliens haven't come yet, then David O'Tree's vision, Professor Story Park, none of that stuff can happen, right? Ah, come on, folks. I've covered this so many times on the program, I don't know what to do. I can't pull any more hair out because then I'll be a cue ball and I'll have to start shaving my head. And I don't want to do that. I, I like my little tuft in the front here. No, I'm just joking. Anyway, um, but praise God. So I, I got that whole yarmulke thing going on there. So I don't even see it. You know, when I look in the mirror, I was like, oh, hey, that, there's that 
I just look 5,000 years old. That's all. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Cable TV. Can't get parts. Car repairs. Can't get parts. New cars. Shutting down plants. Appliances. Can't buy new ones. Fixing them. Good luck. New cars. Oh, boy. Military equipment. Very heavily affected. Cell phones soon to be heavily affected. Food. We had another fire. And that and if we have one, guess what? There's another five or ten that we probably haven't heard reported. They're burning down fires and food processing plants as fast as they possibly can. And don't nobody tell me it's not arson because I know it's a fact that it is. They're doing it on purpose because they're trying to starve us out. They're bringing in the global reset. They're bringing in the new world order. Time's up. Game over. And you know what? God's letting it. No one's stopping. Our father isn't stopping that, but he is still protecting the bride. Don't harm the oil or the wine. Praise God. You want to be protected by it at these times. Don't you? Sure you do. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts you. If you don't trust God and you're all worried, oh, no, oh, 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 my goodness gracious sakes alive. Oh, no, 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 no. Guess what? Isaiah 26.3 doesn't apply to you. You forfeit. This is what you get. You get a buzzer. You forfeit. It says, you will keep him. You, our Heavenly Father, will keep us, you and me and all the listeners of the program, in perfect peace. Because our minds are stayed on God. And we trust him. And God knows that we trust him. And the Lord God tests the heart, which is why we always have to wait to the bitter end, because he's testing your heart. And when you give up and you stop praising, guess what? You forfeit. You go back. You start over again. You got to get past the worry. You got to get past the fear. You got to stay focused. Look at the opportunity that God has given us right now. If you're not getting a Jesus t-shirt and going over and standing at the mobile uh, gas station with a couple of hundred dollar bills in your hand, looking for a chance to help somebody put at least a quarter tank of gas in their car and telling them about saying, praise Jesus, this is a gift from God, then you're missing. You're missing. Who do you think God's going to pick for the barley harvest? Many are called fewer chosen. Many are called fewer chosen. The people that are like looking at YouTube going, oh, my gosh, when am I going to leave? Oh, my gosh, I can't stand anymore. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Or the people that are out serving him. Who do you think? Do I sound a little convicting? Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, creator gods. That's what they are. Let us create let, let, let us create them in our image. But it's not capital S living soul, man and woman. It's not Adam and Eve. It's the Neanderthals. The, the you know, Cro-Magnon men and all that other creepy word stuff from pre-Adamic Earth. Imagine that. In Isaiah 56, it says, I, the Lord God, plant the heavens. Does that mean that God leaves his throne on heaven and says, you know what? Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, I know all you innumerable company of angels and just men made righteous, you know, and, and all y'all got it going on here. So I'm just going to, I don't know, I, I, I think I'm going to go uh, over to Saturn, you know, nearby Earth, and I, I, I'm going to rearrange some of those rocks so those, like, really cool stripes are in perfect order. 
I'll be back soon. Don't worry. I'm going to go over to Planet Pop-Tart and put some palm trees down. It's looking kind of barren over there. Is that what you think? (laughs) No, it's just like divine healing. God has creator gods. And what are we? We're minor gods trapped in the flesh. (laughs) This is not complicated. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. We are a royal priesthood right now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway. So, and we know it's all true. You know, what I just said is true. I mean, don't even get me going on the pre-existence thing and the election process. And, oh, my gosh. I don't know. Sometimes I think I might have to start the Peterson Chronicles back up again on Saturdays because, I just got to, I don't know, maybe I'll just do it by myself. I'll call it the Johnny Chronicles. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because it's just, you know, I've got all this stuff bottled up in my head from 11 years of doing it. And God knows, thank you, Jesus, I've taken my my punches and my backstabs and my websites disparaging me and YouTube videos with little old ladies crying and telling everybody that they're going to, they're going to say, oh, I love Jesus so much. And I'm going to let all of you brothers and sisters of mine know who the worst of false prophets are out there. I do it because I love you in Jesus. (laughs) Number one is David Wilk. <laughs> Praise God. Brothers and sisters, and number two is Johnny Baptist. <laughs> Praise Jesus. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, what a cool honor to be mentioned by, by someone who doesn't realize they're on an eight-lane way, freeway straight to hell. <laughs> and And they're mentioning me in the same breath as David Wilkerson? Are you kidding me? and suggesting that, and I don't even have to get the prophecy. I get the whole thing about, you know, prophesying proportion to our faith. And I also get and understand that propheticness and prophetic events, there can be prophetic movies, there can be prophetic articles that were written, there can be prophetic conversations that were had, there can be all kinds of revelations and manifestations of prophetic events. I know a lot of the stuff that I wrote back in 2009, 2010, 2011 was prophetic. But I don't have to get the prophecy. Okay, well, anyway, on that note, we're going to be bringing on Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell here pretty fast. And, uh, yes, we are, um, uh, yes, we are, uh, you know, we're close, folks. We are real, real close. Never before, let me put it to you like this. So here's your encouragement. Yeah, we might be around here for a Trump re-election or whatever. I don't know. But maybe not. Because the degradation of the world is happening in, in at locomotive speed. It's absolutely amazing. Um, we also know that our Heavenly Father has lifted his hand of protection off of the earth enough to allow something like the pandemic to happen, probably to allow another similar event to happen. We know that people are dropping like flies from the vaccines and the booster shots. And I'm not, you know, I, like I said, Hydra, Schmydra, whatever. You know what? I, I, we got to gotta focus on the Im- imminent threat. <laughs> okay. The imminent threat is granny's going to drop dead. Okay. Worry about the Hydra later. All right, I'm planning on being on the earth when that stuff starts happening. Now, oh my gosh, look at that! This guy, this, this, that. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, you know, meteor just smashed into you, and you haven't repented yet. People get things out of order, 
They get all excited. Oh, that's pretty scary. I better pay attention to that. They don't know how to categorize or prioritize scariness. Hellfire to me is more scary to get hit with a you know, meter. It ought to be for everybody. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, oh, so anyway, on that note, I do want to get back to just, you know, kind of grazing through the headlines pretty quickly. But I also wanted to share with you something I think is really, really important. Um, and uh, that's okay. Uh, it, it's the kind of thing that Robert will want to talk about, although we, we uh, of course, really like to also hear from Robert about the esoteric things. You know, as well. So I always enjoy, um, you know, when we deviate from, gee whiz, what's going on around the world and how many people are going to die from the booster shots and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, what's going on at the House of Windsor? And, you know, I, it's sometimes I'm like, you know, I want to hear some of the really far out things that Robert saw. You know, like when he starts talking about the secret space program and the, some of the spaceships that he was on and some of the underground bases and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, man, my, my ears perk right up. Because you know what? You find out things that are mysterious, that are amazing. <clears throat> it expands the understanding of how big God is. And, Oh, man, it's just amazing. I mean, I, I heard the testimony of one person that was explaining that there are pyramids and ley lines all over at least this universe in this hologram. Um, I believe that's true. I heard the testimony of one individual that said there are humans on other planet, planets, and I believe that that is true. I had somebody ask me, they said, well, Johnny, you, you said that you think there are saved, you know, there are people that are saved and believe in Jesus out in the universe. You know, or you know that you know that I suggested that there are other Christians out there. Now, first off, a define a Christian, will you? See, the problem is communications. We have a communication gap because we don't really understand analysis. And if you don't understand analysis, you're going to jump to conclusions. But that's fine. I don't care. You know, the best I can only do the best that I can do, and the best I can do is to try my best. Now, here's the thing. What defines a Christian? What makes a Christian? I'll tell you. I'll give you the answer. I'll make it easy for you. I won't, I won't do the guessing game. What makes a Christian is somebody who believes in Jesus, right? Okay, simple as that. Keep it simple. K-I-S-S. All right, so if there are glorified you, uh, galaxies and and such out there, which there are trillions of life forms, many of which know Jesus personally. He comes and visits them, and they know him, and they love him. There's no sin on their planets. It's glorified. Are they Christians? The answer would be yes, they are. Now, are they X minor gods? Like we are, Jesus said in John ten thirty four. Have I not said that ye, you, you, listener, listener, Jesus said, have I not said that you are gods? Okay. Oh, but nobody wants to read their Bible. 
It's referring to Psalm 82. Oh, how can that be? I thought we were all offspring of Adam and Eve and blah, 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 blah. You got to understand a lot of things are going on in parallel and there's different dimensions. And, and God injected Adam and Eve in, in the Garden of Eden down from another realm, from the glorified realm into the fallen realm, which would be on the earth. And then he had to put cherubim at the gates to prevent all these ugly creatures that are roaming around and alien beings and stuff from trying to get into the Garden of Eden. And, uh, you know, and it, the story is a lot bigger than we think. Everything that's in the Bible is true. If you understand it, and, and 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 but not everything is true is in the Bible, and you really got to do some hardcore research to figure out some of the more, you know, is this you know the the really interesting stuff. That's the really interesting stuff. That's the kind of stuff that when you know it today, guess what? You can save souls. You might even save the soul of your own daughter or son. What do you know? Oh, man. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, I'm going to get into this on, don't forget, Genesis 2, 4. That that verse should have been the end of Genesis 1 because it says, And these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when the Lord God Yahweh created the heavens and the earth. Gee, generations. Hmm. Well, Boy, that adds a lot to it. I, I, I thought I had it all figured out. No, you don't. First Corinthians 8, 2. If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing. It is they ought to know. So I figure I have a margin of error of probably, I don't know, what, 500%? Who knows? We don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But I will say I believe the word Jesus before I believe anything else, before I believe some preacher up there telling me what to believe. So my daughter can go to hell because he doesn't have the common sense to think through it. God bless his sweetheart, but doggone it. I don't want anybody going to hell. We need to understand these things. They're important. Now, you don't throw your swine, you know, your pearls before swine. If you're going to get your butt kicked like uh, like uh, like Timothy did, uh, you know, Timothy ran out, you know, from where I, I guess his house or whatever, uh, you know, and he ran out and started rebuking people in, 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 a, in a pagan parade and got kicked he got he died of internal injuries of internal bleeding he took him all night to die you know if he re, if he would have rethunk that you know how much more good could he have done for the lord but he let his passions get in his way he ran out he confronted the the uh the gay pride lgbt lmnop parade and he got and blm kicked his cheeks right into the next dimension and he died we need to learn from our forefathers. Praise God for him. I'm glad that that happened because it teaches us a lot. Now, listen, it's not to say that that's a bad thing. That, you know, there, you know there, we had part, part of the apostles were the sons of thunder. They were making a lot of ruckus, a lot of noise. Uh, you, know, you know, but the problem is you have to be wise as a servant. You've got to understand the days that we live in right now. You've got to assess. What is effective and what is not effective. And then today we are living in a different world. Very, very different. No, we might not. We might be able to go down to the courthouse with a permit and stand there with a little mini microphone and tell everybody about Jesus and hand out a couple of pamphlets. And what did you accomplish? What you accomplish is watching 5,000 people walk past you and not take any of your pamphlets. Now, granted, if it was during Stephen's time, everybody around the courthouse would have picked up a stone and stoned you to death. But at least that's kind of cool because then you get to go home with Jesus. That's awesome. 
And Stephen wasn't like going, ow, 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 ooh, that boy, that rock was big. Ouch, ouch, please stop doing that. Ouch, my goodness. No, he was looking up in heaven and going, glory be to God. Thank you, Father, I can see you. You know, we're all like, oh, but we worry. Oh, I worry. I, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know. I'm kind of timid. Yeah. I don't want to say anything that's going to offend anybody. They might call me a name. Praise God. All right. So anyway, I want to hook you up with this. This is amazing. If you, you know, now now you might say, oh, my gosh, that's $20. I don't want to spend $20. But remember that what you're doing is you're funding the people that are putting together these documentaries and educating people. Now, is it going to bear any fruit? Probably not. But is it going to let, make you like way, 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 way smarter and possibly give you the opportunity at least in some cases, to witness to people. That's why I went ahead and bought. So if you if you watch it online, I'm pretty sure if you watch it online for twenty bucks, you even they'll send you a, a copy of the DVD, which is kind of cool because then you can kind of you know fire it up at your friend's house and say, hey man, let's watch this. Now you know they might kick you out or they might say, whoa 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 hey 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 shh 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 I want to hear this I want to hear this. But anyway, I'm gonna play. The uh, it's called Two Thousand Mules by Dinesh D'Souza, but he's an Indian, you know, of descent, but he is a Christian. Let's listen to this uh, this trailer. It's I I watched the whole movie today. I had a pause in my day's work and I took my lunch break and I I listened to it. I watched the movie and um I was like, whoa. So, you know, all that Dominion voting machine stuff they had and all the, uh, you know, uh, uh, affidavits that they had collected about people stuffing ballots and all that kind of stuff that the Supreme Court wouldn't listen to because they're totally compromised. (sighs) Global Satanic Crime Syndicate. Run by Satan himself. And a whole bunch of reptilians, a bunch of drakas, and all kinds of other creepy things. Creeping, crawling things, like Ezekiel saw (laughs) when he dug a little hole in the side of the temple. It's all sorts of creeping things. Anyway, uh, listen to this. This is called, this is a, this is the trailer, and you can find it on 2000mules.com, 2000mules.com. I'm going to play you the trailer. I watched the whole thing, and I was like, whoa. Now, these guys, you know, they're hoping that the right lawmakers will watch it. And it will change something. Although in their conversation during it, and I'm not trying to do a spoiler, they do admit that the way the media is controlled right now, that they would probably go into this massive campaign of debunking, which, of course, was quite wise on their part. But it, <clears throat> anyway, on that note, let me go ahead and play this trailer. Here we go. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. That's CNN and Biden. by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question. 
and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believe the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. Through the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop box. This is not grandma walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal? This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? But one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules in select theaters, May 2nd and 4th. Virtual premiere, May 7th. Stream, May 8th at Salem Now or Locals. Four million minutes of videos. <clears throat> and what, what was probably a little bit difficult to discern is that they had, uh, and I don't want to spoil too much, but I'll tell you this, that the team of experts, that they, they actually get hired by other countries. They travel all around the world, and they do an, uh, uh, analyses of very, very advanced supercomputer level analysis of data to determine fraudulent uh, elections. So that's their specialty. They do it 24 by 7, all year round, that kind of thing. That's what they do. And they, they in law enforcement, they understand uh, what's called geolocation. So all of our cell phones, and this is this reflects back to when you watch like a movie about. We see it all the time. It doesn't matter what movie you watch. If it's a, if it's a crime drama of, of some kind, they're always getting burner phones and stuff like that. And they're throwing their regular phone away. That's because. All that, the thing about it is that it's like Google. The, the geolocation data is being uploaded into the cloud <clears throat> from your phone by applications which you have installed. And when you installed it, it said, will you allow me to do these 5,000 different things? And you're like, dang, man, I got 30 seconds to get this installed, and I got to keep on – I got to go to work. And so you're like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Now you have like 13, 14, 15 apps that, are, that have full-blown geolocation data being fed up into the cloud. 
And then what they do is they use that geolocation data to sell. Now, and you might say, well, I, 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 I live in California, and so I, I'm part of the, you know, California um, uh, Consumer Privacy Act, so they can't do that to me. And the answer is, oh, yes, they can. Oh, I live in Europe, and uh, we're protected by the, uh, you know, the GDPR, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they can't do that to me. Uh, oh, yes, they can. And these people know how to get that information, just like law enforcement does. So what law, law enforcement does is law enforcement gets a subpoena, whatever. You, know, you don't even need a subpoena. Uh, but, but, you know, they'll, 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 they use the, the rule of evidence and stuff in law enforcement, but, you know, they, they need. For example, they even show you on, on the video about a little girl, seven years old, got killed, something like that, shot, shot in the head, and they wanted to find out. So they used the geolocation data that was uploaded to the cloud of all the cell phones in the area. And they were able to track. They could actually make a map of where the, the, the cars drove. One of them was sitting across the, across the street that was hanging out at a McDonald's, whatever the case is, you know. And they were able to track it down to two, pe- two people. They caught the guys. Now, so what they did was they they asked they asked these guys, you know, Dinesh D'Souza and these other experts, you know, said to them straight up, "How much cellular geolocation data did you have to pull down in order to do the these live maps? These maps that would show where the cars were driving, what time they drove where, where did they stop, where did they go next, where did they go next, and they could actually." Do it just just like you have like with your Fitbit or uh, your your Google whatever your iPhone fitness app or whatever when you go jogging if you want to go jogging you can actually see a little trail where you went. Well, they did that for all and they made really strict criteria, and they they made these rules and and they had to you know follow the rules and you know that kind of thing, and um, they created these maps, and they literally proved. Hundreds upon 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 hundreds of thousands of votes, not just anything small. We're talking about unbelievable numbers. They downloaded petabytes. But, of course, if you're not in computers, you don't know what a petabyte is. But I'm here to tell you, a petabyte is so doggone big. Forget about it. And they got, like, an untold number of petabytes of this geolocation data, and then they used, you know, essentially – mini supercomputers and they created bazillions of these little maps of these mules going to places to pick up ballots and then going to all the ballot drop boxes and then they correlated it with 4 million minutes of video surveillance so they got now some of the places when they went to get the video surveillance information which was totally legal under FOIA uh, they weren't able to get it you know why the cameras weren't working. But there were plenty of places where the cameras were working. Otherwise, they couldn't have got 4 million minutes. The bottom line is every single one of the, t- the states that were, under, that were being contested, every single one of them, they were Trumps by a landslide. By a landslide. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> it wasn't just those five states. They were doing it everywhere else, too. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, that doesn't even take into consideration the Dominion voting machine fraud issue as well. Yeah. Right. So what's going to happen? 
Because to me, it sounds like it's game over. To them, they're hoping to get this into theaters and having people see it and the right people see it. The problem is, if I don't think they realize that the right people are also compromised. I don't think they realize that the first person with enough power to do anything about it is going to get shot or their children's hands will be cut off and sent to them in the middle of the night. That's the problem. These wonderful, awesome Christian crusaders out there doing these awesome, incredible documentaries don't realize how evil the evil is. So I don't know how it's going to turn out. But boy, when I watched that, I was like, boy, this is pretty indisputable. And even they agreed, even even agreed. Uh, even uh, the ones in the beginning that were like, well, I have to see the data. I got to, you know, they were playing a skeptic game and all that. And then by the end of it, they were like, wow, game over kind of thing, which it is. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. On that note, let's go ahead and move. Uh, there's one more thing I wanted to go ahead and play. This is a, a little warning coming from Glenn Beck and his sources, but uh, it's only a couple of seconds long. It's only 49 seconds long, but let's listen to this. Uh, this is not something that I'm looking forward to. I have been getting reports from all over the United States that people believe that the heat in, the heat index needs to be redone because they're looking at 93 degrees, 98 degrees, with feels like of 103, and they're they're going like – it feels much, much hotter than that. And I agree. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't think any of us are looking forward to what Glenn's about to say right here. Here we go. Yeah, this summer when you flip on a light, plug in your phone, or turn on the air conditioning, savor it, says the Washington Examiner. A recent report warns that two-thirds of the United States will be at high or elevated risk of power outages over the next few months. Wow, really? We might have power outages? Yeah, yeah. And the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission study predicts electricity prices could skyrocket as much as 233% from last year's super low energy prices. That's fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> Does it kind of sound a little bit like Glenn Begzel starting to lose it? <laughs> uh, anyway, I was thinking about bringing that guy Dinesh D'Souza on, but he's too well connected. He's too high up. So, so Although sometimes we ask people like that to come on the show, and they're like, they're all kind of happy to come on the show. So I don't know. Maybe we should invite him to the show. Maybe we should. I don't know. What do you think? Um, okay, is your... Oh, no, no, Mary Lee, my sound is not muted. You've got to reboot your browser. All right. Hallelujah. So, um, uh, okay. So, deep, 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 deep. Okay. Next one up. Here we go. Let's head into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is Game over. 
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Headline reads, Long COVID may be behind mysterious liver disease in kids, Israeli study says. Yeah, and the 50 booster shots you meatheads made them take? What do you expect? You're going to be lucky if anybody's alive in that country. Oh, boy. Next one up. Yahoo Finance reports that Biden is to unveil a plan for the next pandemic while seeking $88 billion in funds. Oh, goody, goody, I'm drops. <laughs> it's a good thing that I'm a, I'm a hermit, so uh, unless I go over to, like, the mobile station and, I, oh, that was the most awesome thing. There was this nurse, and she was... Uh, she had a nursey, you know, a nursey, nursey outfit on, you know, nurse outfit, you know, scrubs. And she was uh, in line and um, she was like counting out coins. And I, I just walked over to her and I said, um, pardon me, but go ahead and put those coins away and follow me, please. Just go ahead. And she was like kind of like in shock, put the coins away, and I took her out to the gas pump. I put it in there. I stuck in my credit card. I filled her gas tank up, and she's like in tears, and I'm like, this is from Jesus. And she was like, I did that another time with another guy. I forget what it was. Uh, There was, oh, yeah, there was another, there was some fellow, and he was having trouble, you know, getting enough for whatever it was i don't know what it was i don't remember and and oh it was amazing and so i went up and i went i, I think it might have been gas it might have been gas and i i went ahead and, and and uh helped him too but it was a, it was a you know it was at the credit card terminal so i just stuck in my credit card and paid for his gas and this this guy behind me he looked like spicoli from you know fast times at ridgemont high i kid not he looked he, he was a little like a tall version of spicoli right and he's standing behind me and he goes like, wow, dude, you're going to create a revolution, man. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Cool. Right on. Hallelujah. Next one up. United States Republicans slam woke Pentagon spending. I don't even want to talk about I don't want to talk about LGBT, LMNP. I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about BLM. I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about That's driving me crazy. Uh-oh, I'm starting to sound like Glenn Beck. Oh, no. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Saudi seizes rainbow toys and homosexuality crackdown. Boy, I kind of wish we were doing that. Oh, well. Ah, dream, 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 dream. Here we go. Next one. Up. United States calls Taiwan Strait International Waterway as... China warns against false claim about the sea. You know, I did a little bit of study about this. This is actually a pretty interesting conflict. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Taiwan used to be called uh, the Republic of China? Um, one of the leaders, what was his name? Feng Sei Xiao or something. The guy that was before Mao Zedong. He got run out of town by Mao Zedong and all, all those guys because they did all that karate samurai stuff and chased him away. And, um, uh, and then he goes over, Chiang Kai-shek or something like that. He goes over to Taiwan, and they call it the Republic of China, the ROC. Um, uh, anyway, 
it's confusing. Uh, you know, you've got international waters that only go out 24 miles, but then you've got what's called uh, oh, there's uh, international shipping lanes, and those go out much further than the 24 mile mark. So the international shipping lanes give rights, but not to the waterway itself, but to the underneath it which technically is really belonging to china the ccp and i know it's a whole big old mess and of course you know we're going to aggravate it as much as possible you know but hey it is what it is they have this uh woman they propped up as a leader there she's she's very brave um i don't know what's going to end up happening with it but they're they're just treating it like hong kong it's theirs the way they see it next one up Insane Derrico storm damages and blacks out everything in its path in Indiana and Ohio. 98-mile-per-hour winds and apocalyptic scud clouds in videos and pictures. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Yep. Next one up. China claims it's picked up alien signals. But then they mysteriously delete the reports. Next one up. Major water cutbacks loom as shrinking Colorado River nears moment of reckoning. You know, looking at these photographs, these aerial photographs probably taken by drones, (laughs) that's very apocalyptic. That water's really low. It's almost like, you know, they can just take the Hoover Dam now and just kind of run paddle boats through there. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Next one up. Wholesale sale, wholesale prices rose 10.8% in May, a near record of, uh, annual pace. And for those of you, you know, and you're like, oh, no, inflation and all that. And oh, by the way, they're doing the shrink wrap, wrap thing. They're changing the shapes of the bottles, and they're giving them, like, skinny hips. Okay, so the so they have like you know they're curved like you know the girls are it, you know, but anyway they're doing all kinds of weird tricks to our packaging again. So now you know our normal thirty-two ounce Jif 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 peanut butter, which is now shrunk down into like a twelve ounce container, and now they're charging like twelve bucks for. It. Okay, now they're going to do it again. Yep, there's reports out there that are explaining, guess what? It's not just a matter of X amount of inflation, but they're, they, the people who are packaging all of the food are playing the packaging game trick again. Ah, oh, whatever. Welcome to the third seal. Hallelujah. Next one up. Stellantis plant lays off at Sterling Heights uh, stamping plant in the United States. And I was thinking to myself, who's this? Stellantis. Well, it turns out, now first off, I needed to know what is a stamping plant? Okay. A stamping plant is when they take a piece of steel or whatever the car is made out of, and they have these giant machines and they put like, you know, molds in them and they they go, and it's like pieces of the car pop out. Turns out that Stellantis actually owns like 12 different car companies. And they're, like, getting ready to, like, get rid of all their employees and lay off and because, you know, probably because they can't get parts for the dashboards anymore. Uh, Next one up here. Praise God. 
and cars deadliest flood in recent memory, according to Turkey. The, oh, the floods? Oh, man, the floods. The floods. I was looking into the floods across the world. Man, the floods that we thought we the floods that we were seeing, you know, in Indonesia and India and all the place, in especially Southeast and oh my gosh, they're like they're making the ones from like last year look kind of wimpy. I mean, it's amazing. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. I mean, and and really, when you kind of think about it, remember in the beginning it was like there was all these climate change deniers, and now climate change is like the big number one thing, and now the New World Order is using it against us and trying to make us eat veggie patties, and Bill Gates is trying to kill us all off, and and Fauci, Fauci's out there telling everybody, oh, I caught COVID. He's a reptilian for crying out loud. Uh, just, it's just driving me crazy. Glenn Beck coming. I don't know. Well, Glenn would think I was crazy because he'd be like reptilian. Anyway, another U.S. food processing plant erupts into flames. Another one. That's a report that we have. How many others are there that we don't know about? I found an article that was able to name specifically 22 of them. But according to Elena, she said she found 30. So is this the only one in this particular rampage of arsons? Doubt it. Listen to this headline. This is, this is published on The Atlantic. Scientists are creating new incurable diseases in the labs. Swine flu H1N1 had been dead for 20 years when it suddenly reemerged in 1977 with a curious twist. The new strain was genetically similar to the one from the 1950s, almost as though it had been sitting frozen in a lab. And then, indeed, it eventually became clear that the late 70s flu outbreak was likely the result of lowly lab workers' mistake. How many of these bioweapons labs are in the Ukraine? Hmm. Oh, Zero Hedge reports. Listen to this. We are about to see a tsunami of mass layoff announcements. So you better be praising Jesus every single night and on your knees in prayer, thanking the Lord for your money, your income, and your ability to feed your family. Because they put up a big old chart, and it's like it just has lists. And this is only the stuff that they announced. A lot of times they, they don't even have to make the announcement. Some companies do, some companies don't. But it's just it's just a big table of, you know, uh, hiring freeze. 10% of staff will be laid off. 20% of staff will be laid off. 25% of American workforce will be laid off. Uh, you know, 170 people will be, will be dropped from, you know, it's just a big table. Yeah, company layoff announcements. And according to uh, uh, Zero Hedge, they're predicting that it will be pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages long by August. Seems to line up with all the other uh, financial experts' uh, warnings like giant, you know, (laughs) hey, it's not a financial storm. It's a financial hurricane. I wonder if he meant like one hurricane. He he wasn't clear on the actual category level of the hurricane. Hmm. Could be a pretty big one. What if it's more than one? What if it's like three Cat 5s going straight at each other? Hmm. I don't know. That doesn't usually happen unless they're getting steered probably, you know, because of the way the 
whatever. Well, you know, wind streams and currents and everything like that works. Although they could use harp and just crash them all into each other, theoretically, but that it's not as easy as people think it is. That's why, anyway, but anyway, here we go. Next one up. South Africa to get 474 million World Bank dollar loans. Why? So they can kill them with the coronavirus vaccine. I wonder how many of the leaders of these various countries that are getting this money from 474 million. I wonder how many of them are getting kickbacks and being told, oh, don't take the fax. Just take that million dollars for yourself and your family. But be sure to get on the TV and tell everybody that they got to go get the vaccine and all the boosters. Okay, I will do that. No problem. They just give me the money. Farmer's wife films strange dark portal opening in the sky. Well, a woman on a farm. This wasn't even from one of those creepy weird strange strange sounds type. This was off of uh, MSNBC, believe it or not. Yeah? No kidding. A woman on a farm in Washington State was quite reasonably worried when a dark portal seemed to open right up over her house. Was it a gateway to hell, a UFO, or a doorway to another dimension? (laughs) You know, signs in the sun and the moon and the star sees roaring. Oh, well. Next one up. Hallelujah. Fuel crisis prompts firewood rush in the uh, EU. Uh, People are going to buy wood because they don't have any LNG, liquid natural gas. Why? Because Biden is working for Obama and they are destroying. It's, it's It's all Bible. It's all Bible. Bible, Bible, Bible. Dr. Urso puts up on Twitter, this is not funny. And it's truly happening. And they took pictures of the same problem that Justin Bieber has because he took the Pfizer vaccine. And they have now nicknamed it the Pfizer smile because of the Bell's palsy that it causes. And they have a row of people here with their Bell's palsy uh, paralyzed face smile from the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. Representative Sean Caston's 17-year-old daughter, Gwen, has died. Wonder what from? Nobody wanted to say anything. They wanted to keep it private. It just keeps on going, folks. Mega drought, California, coastal cities going underwater. Um, uh, Murder-suicides by pilots are vexing airlines as deaths mount. Are you kidding me? Putin's nemesis warns of sinister twist in the Russian attack plan. They keep on saying that Putin's dying or something or another. Maybe he is. And maybe the guy that takes over says, ah, the heck with it. Let's just take over the whole doggone thing. Run the armies directly in to uh, Istanbul. Hey, and then that uh, one, that prophetic word from that uh, Vilna Gayon person comes true, right? Monkey pox. Oh, no. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Yellowstone gives, listen to this, catastrophic flooding. No way in, no way out. Signs all over the place. Yellowstone. 
Imagine that. I remember I was just talking to a person that said they were going on a trip to up there to Yellowstone. I wonder if they got wind of this. Freak hailstorms all over the place. I mean, literally just like all over the place. Mexico City, Nebraska. They're throwing like baseballs in with the hailstones so you can actually get perspective. Oh, man, these things are they are bigger than softballs. Then you got that suspended employee from Google came out and was like, our AI is actually doing AI stuff. And then they're like, you're fired. <laughs> they don't want anybody to know. Oh, get this. Biden reverses the Trump's recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. You know, it sounds almost like something the Antichrist would do. I wonder if there's a connection there. I don't know. I don't know. But on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Here we go. Brother Robert, are you Hello, there? Uh, yes, Hello. I'm here. How are you? How are you? You hearing me okay or not? Robert? That's weird. Seems like he kind of disappeared on me here. Brother Robert. Uh-oh. I'm seeing people starting to dial into the show. It makes me wonder if my sound went out. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Are you all right? Is your technology okay? Yeah, so far I can see it is okay. As usual, okay. the enemy tried to uh, <laughs> to derange everything, but uh, yeah, as usual, a lot has been happening, of course, um, as we all can see in this uh, in this world. Uh, yeah, and we're still alive and kicking. So apparently, we kind of have in the UK a heat wave. So they claim in the next couple of days. Yeah, they're going to start naming the heat waves. Did you know that? Like uh, tropical storms and stuff? They're going to name them like Heat Wave Sally and Heat Wave um, Robert. They're going to name them now. They're going to become named events. Oh, my God. It's it's all again to to, uh, about this so-called fake global warming, I guess the dinosaurs also died out because of global warming <laughs> and God knows what else. But nonetheless, uh, I, I am class on one thing. We don't have yet the technology, at least officially, to bring dinos back alive. Unless we time travel back 60 plus million years ago and get live DNA, of course. Oh, I uh, heard a new Jurassic Park it. came out. Say again? I heard I heard a new version of Jurassic Park came out, and it has all the original characters in it. That ought to be pretty yeah, interesting. I, I, might, I might have to go. Huh, did you see it? Did you see it? I, yes, I had, I had, I had done the uh, DL. Uh, so I'm going to see it next week in the cinema, by the way. But I already saw it through a different way to see if it is worth to see it in the cinema, and it certainly is. It is interesting to see uh, the original cast. Uh, yeah, now two storylines that will merge into one. 
And that makes me wonder what I saw in the movie. If because so far the, all the Jurassic World movies has all certain biblical themes that got through. Uh, and you saw that now with the new one, because the storyline of the three original cast is connected locuses. And they were huge. They were quite big. The locuses in the movie were almost like uh, a foot uh, tall. And you all know who controls who controls in America the food, Monsanto and Bill Gates. That's true. So I wouldn't be surprised that in the future we're going to see a locust plague in the U.S. That's my, my estimate. But it's created by Monsanto with only attacks non-Monsanto slash Bill Gates seeds. I wouldn't be surprised that that we also see this for this reason, this in the movie as well. Okay, yeah, no, um, I, I was just informed that it's out there. I just I never really looked into it. I've been too busy with you know things going on at work and everything. But um, yeah, yeah pretty God. So um, so anyway, I was kind of wondering about <clears throat> you know we got reports. Uh, David Doachy's prophecy about a uh, large um, uh, spherical, very, very large, like a, like a Death Star um, mothership showing up in the sky and all the whole world, the whole world. I mean, Taiwan, uh, Vietnam, Japan, North Korea, the whole world, Bora Bora, Tahiti. Every single TV in the entire world is showing this gigantic Death Star, spherical, it's like a planet kind of thing, metallic mothership. You've seen the um, the round uh, sculpture, the brass round sculpture of a, you know, kind of like a Death Star mothership outside of the United Nations building and outside of uh, the, um, you know, the Vatican Library. And there's like thousands of these sculptures all over the world now. They've been putting them everywhere. But anyway, it, it matches. It matches the description to some degree uh, that David Doetry was shown in a vision from the Lord. Uh, showing up in the skies and appearing on literally every TV worldwide three weeks before, you know, the barley harvest rapture occurs, you know, the first iteration of the rapture. And um, I was wondering, you know, uh, also Pastor Augusto Perez, he came on the show and he said that he had seen a vision, the Lord had given him a vision, and he had seen the same thing. Uh, but he had also seen um, many – the way he put it was it was many species of different aliens, vessels, you know, ships, flying around this gigantic, um, you know, again, Death Star-like uh, copper or brass-colored spaceship in the sky. And I, I, I've always – I've been wanting to bounce that off you given – you know, and if your answer is, "Hey, I just don't know," that's totally cool. But I was wondering what your thoughts were about that, and because it's a re, it's real, 
Okay, so we're not, this isn't no fake alien invasion. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing people talk about fake alien invasions. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear it anymore. The Bible talks about real alien invasions, and I can sit here and read the scriptures for four hours straight, and they're talking about aliens. So that's what I want to focus on. What are these things? What are you thinking about? You know, what is your take on it? Do you, do you have any thoughts about it, what they might be, what, you know, given all the things that you have seen, uh, your trips to Mars, your Montauk chair experiences, your uh, trips on these gigantic intergalactic spaceships and stuff that you were taking on? Um, you know, what do you think these might be, these beings might be in this round, copper-colored, uh, you know, uh, Death Star-shaped spaceship that's supposed to be showing up? Because right now, the way things are looking, uh, this might be something that happens pretty soon and i'm just curious what your thoughts are on that and if it's totally new to you i'm happy to read you i'm happy to take a moment and read you that um that prophecy if you want to hear about it but um you know if you want me to read it won't be long huh um uh, for one uh when we take uh niburu planet x or whatever you want to call it that for one is five times the the surface of this Earth, comparable with, I think, Jupiter or Saturn, and that is full with a with different alien races that has whole collectives of aliens on them. Uh, of course, we may call them Niburians but, or Anunnaki, although the word Anunnaki means, uh, as marked as, those who came from above. So again, that can mean any uh, anything. This can mean one species, five species, ten species of aliens. It still doesn't say if they are good or bad or neutral. We only know that yeah, Niburu has been mentioned through all uh, all, all cultures in the in the near Middle East, through from Babylon till. Uh, so modern time, and even if you go further back on the timeline and you go to Atlantis, it is mentioned as well. So, but it is interesting that you mentioned, and we haven't been following the news. So, I haven't, this is the first time that I hear about it, what you told me, that it was seen all around the world. Uh, but nonetheless, um, those spheres, there are different confederations out there that uh, that operate with sphere-like uh, planetoids or ships. So it could be any of them. Whatever their agenda is, now, yeah, I cannot say right now if they are good or bad or in between. Could it be an Anunnaki? Could it be an Anunnaki ship with different species on it? Um, if it is Planet X, yes, but Planet X, that will fly by. It will fly its normal pattern. I'm not sure how many millions of miles from the Earth. And also, of course, we'll have a tail of comments after its tail. So when they fly by, the Earth will be pummeled as such yeah, because of the gravity and all that. So I don't think if it hovers, if it hangs around a certain location so the people can see, I don't think it is Nibiru because Nibiru is going on his normal way. Uh, how it uh, flies, how it will come across or crossing our solar system as our dark twin 
because Nibiru well, is a, is a, is a, is a dwarf star. Well, the Bible, the Bible is, okay, so let me read this from the Bible. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, let's, re, let's, let's take a look at the Holy Word of God. How about that? All right. So hold on a second. Second Ezra 1528. There we go. Second Ezra was inside the King James Bible in um, 1611. They took it out. Now, but it was uh, part of the Holy Spirit inspired uh, text. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and take a look. Hold on a second. I want to find the, the uh, here it is. Here's the best one. There's just some that read really well and some of that are not easy to read. <clears throat> All right. So what the Bible says, the anointed Holy Spirit filled Bible from the prophet Esdras. It says, behold, a horrible vision I am and the appearance thereof from the east. And we also have to remember <clears throat> that the east, north and west to our heavenly father, God is talking about parts of the universe it's not talking about earth east north south and west <clears throat> um oh it can it can but just keep in mind most almost virtually all the scriptures in the holy bible that are talking about armies from the north or whatever the case is and then it starts breaking into this this, this these scriptures and passages about the alien forces that god is sending the armies for battle from the far country, from the far ends of the heaven, the Shamayim, which basically literally translates uh, over to outer space. That's what it means. Um, so anyway, behold a horrible vision in the appearance thereof from the east, where the nations of the dragons. So there you got your uh, reptilian and dragons. Okay, the dragons of Arabia. Yeah will come out with many spaceships. <clears throat> okay, now it says chariots, but we know that that really means spaceships. Yeah. So let's, let's, let, you know, we, we're, we're all grown up now, you know. We're not sucking on Similac right now. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about how it is. All right, oh, so what, what it says here is where the nations of the Draco reptilians will come out in many spaceships. And the multitude of them will be carried as the wind, not on the wind, as the wind, that all they that hear them may fear and tremble. So the people on the earth will hear them and they will fear and tremble. Now, remember, in the book of Luke, it says, and men's hearts will fail them for fear of those things coming upon, upon the earth. Okay. And Nibiru is never going to hit the earth, and it's only going to, if it's if it's seeable at all, it's only going to be seen in the sky. It's not yeah. going, it's not crashing into the earth, and we, we already have gazillion billions of photographs of second suns all over the internet right now. So anybody who's out there waiting, staring there with the binoculars, waiting for Nibiru to come, doesn't understand how it works. Okay, even Zechariah Sitchin, when he was talking to uh, Admiral Harrington with the United States Navy in 1993 about the arrival of the Anunnaki and Nibiru, uh, made it clear uh, that that the when uh, the Nibiru star system, when that solar system got close enough to the Earth, okay, then they would send ships 
in from the planetoid that encircles, because Nibiru is uninhabitable. Uh, well, no, let me be clear about this. The brown dwarf star that is frequently referred to as Nibiru, which is the failed star that it's the, is the star of the Nibiru star uh, uh, solar system, <clears throat> That is not inhabitable. Okay, it's minus 243 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It, 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 it's a collapsed star, man. You don't live on collapsed stars. It, it would. It, it, the gravity on a collapsed star can take a mountain the size of Mount Everest and smush it down into an ice cream cone. All right, so there ain't no living on that. But the planets that are uh, orbiting around it. At, because it's, it's it is its own solar system, that's a different story. And yeah. uh, the, the uh, Lost Books of Enki and all the other historical texts that were studied uh, by Sitchin and several other people, and I know there's stuff out on the Internet where it says Sitchin lies and that stuff, but there's also a lot of real meat-headed Christians that don't know what they're talking about. So anyway, the thing is, um, here's the thing. They, everybody agreed. That there would, you know, they weren't saying that there aren't Dracos on the Earth now. They weren't saying that there aren't reptilians on the Earth now. They were not saying that. As a matter of fact, in my in my book, right here, I'm gonna pull it out real quick. It says, oh, hopefully, I didn't knock too much stuff over when I was grabbing for the book. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh man, I need light. Let there be light. Okay, in the Golden GIB Studios. <laughs> Um, okay, here yeah. we go. I got the little marker here. This is from the book UFOs, Aliens, Impregnated Women, Extraterrestrials, and God Sex with Reptilians, Aliens, Motherhood in the Bible, Abductions, and Hybrids by Maximilian de Lafayette. The book cost me $35. Right now it's $700. It is out of print. Now, um, I yeah, it's out of print. So God let me, God led me to buy this book because yeah, I, got, I got one book. Uh, what is from a symposia from 1995 connected with alien abductions? So all the experts yeah. at that time came, and that book, if you can, if you still can get it, I think costs costing now on Amazon, I think 2,500 pounds. Yeah, yeah. it's it, yeah. I I don't know what this is worth now, uh, but. Um, Anyway, it's irrelevant. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but anyway, here's – I'm going to read this. It, you know, these, this is all from – you know, th- this is a very thick book, and there's a whole big – like what, the first one-third of the book is, uh, you know, he talked to like thousands and thousands of people from around the world that have met with, hung out with, flown on spaceships with, had conversations with various aliens, and he collected all of the data, and he put together and he cataloged all the different types of alien beings. Now, without going into every single type of alien being, which was a lot – Um, There is one here that he refers to, and he says on page 67, and I quote, Alien Type 2, the reptilians. Now, of course, he's not differentiating from the Dracos and all that. He Anyway, so the reptilians, a genetics that are akin to reptiles. These are highly advanced entities, but viewed as being of a negative, hostile, or dangerous disposition since they regard humans as a totally inferior race. They would perceive us much the way that we perceive a herd of cattle. They are carnivorous in regards to humans. In other words, they eat us. 
And then he writes in here. Now, the key word here is supposedly. So there were some people that he talked to that hypothesized about some of the rumors that were flying around at the time that he wrote the book. And it says there are supposed there is supposedly now listen to this, a driven planetoid. Now, there have been a lot of people that said that there are some that there that, uh, you know, at least one of the orbiting planets uh, in the Nibiru star system or solar system uh, is navigable. They're, they're able to navigate it and make it move in, you know, maybe not completely out of the orbit, but they, they can drive it essentially. Okay. And anyway, it goes on and it says, and it says that, that this planetoid is, in, is inhabited by, listen to this, 30 million, 30 million, by the way, that's about the, the, the population of the country of Canada or the population of the state of uh, California. Now I wish I could see the, the country of California, because that would be nice. Then we, you know, maybe the Republicans take over in the midterm, we could put some NATO troops there and keep the doggone Californians out of the rest of the country. But anyway, that's a whole nother problem. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> inhabited, by, <laughs> inhabited by 30 million of these lizard folks, he says, that are to enter our solar system sometime in the mid 90s, which, by the way, happen to be. The same uh, time range that a number of Nibiru experts uh, who have studied uh, the history of Nibiru and its orbital, uh, its elliptical orbital pattern at 3,600 years, uh, they, they predicted that the actual beginning of its entry into the outer reaches of our solar system would most likely be back in the 90s. Now, of course, the people... You know, people make fun and they're like, well, where is it? Where is it? That's a lens flare. You're you're crazy. You know, and it's like, I'm just like, you know, why don't you just go Greta, what's her name? A big hug and a slobbery kiss, pat her on the head and join the next bandwagon of let's eat vegetable patties the rest of our lives, for goodness sakes. But anyway. It says they consider our Earth to be their own ancient outpost and would expect to have complete control of the entire planet upon their return. We are your creators. I, God, sends a strong delusion so that they, the unrighteous, will believe the lie. It's all in the Holy Bible. Okay, it goes... And it says their own planet is becoming unable to adequately support life, which, by the way, is supported by a fantastic amount of information, including, um, you know, all kinds of ancient writings and stuff about the ancient Anunnaki, uh, you know, species and such. And um, and it says, of course, that they're served by the grays, which would make total sense. Now, now, given what you were just told, folks, given what you were just t- told, what I just read to you, okay, let's go back to the Holy Bible, shall we? Ah, behold, a horrible vision and the appearance thereof from the east, where the nations, notice that the word nations, it happens to be plural. Okay? Now, if there are nations of them, either it was a mighty big planet or it was multiple planets or it was multiple star systems. Because when God talks about nations and he's talking about them in outer space, it can be actually different planets in a given star system. 
But you know about that really well, Robert. So anyway, we're the nations of the dragons of Arabia. So there's your tie into the reptilians. Come out with many spaceships. And where did they come out of? Did they come out of a bigger ship? That's interesting. It doesn't say so. But it's going to get more interesting as we read on. You're going to be like, whoa, 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 man, whoa. Because in the multitude of them will be carried as the wind, similar to the wind, onto the earth. So they're going to fly in spaceships like the wind down to the earth. And all the people on the earth that hear them will fear and tremble. It says, then also the Cremanians raging, raging in wrath shall go forth as the wild boars of the wood, and with great power shall they come, and join the battle with them. Wow, that sounds just like the Augusto Perez vision, with the multiple alien species around this big ship. And they shall waste a portion of the land of the Assyrians. Now, I find that interesting because it almost points over to Iran, and uh, the Iranians believe that their Imam Mahdi is from ultimately from outer space. So yeah, this do. gets very this gets super duper interesting. And right now on Skywatch TV, uh, they're starting to talk about <coughs> excuse me a uh, alien antichrist. But I don't think that's how it goes down. I believe that uh, Saint and Lucifer incarnates into Obama, and he ultimately takes over the role of take me to your leader kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, while the whole earth is going, ah, 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 and they're all dropping over dead, you know, men's hearts failing them for fear of those things coming upon the earth. And, they're, and you know, and by the bazillions and, you know, all that, somebody needs to stand up and take a leadership role and become the representative of earth. Right? Yeah. So that they can bring them on there and introduce them to all the earthlings as our what? creators what better a job for the antichrist than that by the way when you read uh revelation 17 it also supports this it goes on and it says it gets a little funky it says and these shall be troubled bled and keep silence through their power and then and shall flee and from the land of the assyrians shall the enemy besiege them and consume some of them and their host Host, their host, shall be in fear and dread and strife amongst their kings. Behold, clouds, listen to this stuff. This stuff gets great. Behold, clouds from the east and from the north unto the south, and they are very horrible to look upon, full of wrath and storm. Now, all stop, please. Think hard. What scene does this describe from a movie? 2012. Remember the storms in the beginning of 2012? No, I'm back. Yes, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds. That's what I mean. I mean, they were horrible giant clouds. They were from the east, the north, the south. They came from different directions. They were horrible to look upon, and they were full of wrath. And everybody was going like, oh, my gosh. The movie War of the Worlds. That's what this describes. Yeah. It goes on also, to say, it says, I think. Let me let me read five more. Let me read five more verses. Give me five more verses, okay? Just five. Well, okay. Wait a minute. I won't read every one. 
I won't get into I, I won't I won't read everyone. I, I won't I'll skip over some of them. It says there'll there'll, there'll be some great storms that come north, south, east, and west. Says, um, but listen, and strong winds shall arise from the east and shall open it, and the cloud, think think war of the words worlds, which he raised up in wrath, and the star stirred the star stirred to cause fear towards the east-west wind shall be destroyed. Now, if that star is referring to a mothership, a big round mothership, we have a winner. Now, now it goes on to say about how, how all the people are scared on the earth and this, that, and the other thing, da, 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 da. but I want to read this one last thing. It says in verse 41, or I'll start with 40. The great and mighty clouds shall be puffed up and full of wrath. Think of the movie, War of the Worlds. And the star that they, that, uh, that they may make all the earth afraid. So it could be that this word star, if we take a closer look at the translation, might be actually talking about the death star-shaped mothership. And it goes on and says, and they may, which would, of course, also translate over to the testimony that I just read from you from the Maximilian de Lafayette book, because they called it a driven planetoid or asteroid, a star. What is a spaceship that that's large? When a, when a spaceship is that large and it is going around the Earth, it's orbiting the Earth, what does it look like? A star. Okay. Yeah. So, so again, uh, when when you look at this, it says then you see a new, a new break. It breaks away and it says fire and hail and flying swords. What is a flying sword? To me, that's a weapon. Uh, what yeah. was happening in 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 in, in you know War of the Worlds? Many, it says, many waters and all the fields will be full and the rivers and the abundance of the great waters, and they shall break down the cities and the walls and the mountains and the hills and the trees and the woods and the grass and the meadows and the corn. And they shall go steadfastly unto Babylon and make her afraid. Oh, my goodness, that sounds like the United States. And they shall come to her and besiege her, the star, and all wrath shall they pour out upon her. Then shall the dust and smoke go up into the heavens. And they and all they that uh, be about her shall bewail her. Um, and and it, it just goes on. And um, I'm trying to look for where the, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it talks about this horrible star. The question is, is part of this one of the planets or is it this? this is it referring to the mothership, the, 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 steer, the steerable planetoid? What? We don't know what the what the star is. We don't know. Could this could, could this be some kind of a reference to the planet, one of the planets that orbit Nibiru? I don't know. Could but be. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just thought I would throw this away uh, out there because I have um, not. I must say, I haven't heard anything. But I haven't been following the news as of late because it's only about uh, Ukraine for the most part, anyway. So far, I have heard the news, so I've not been following the news. So, yeah, when you told me that people saw this around the globe, you got me with surprise. But I'm not surprised because the Buru or Planet X or the solar system Planet X 
it was already uh, been yeah, seen by the Naval Observatory in 85. Sitchin spoke with Robert Harrington, the Naval director of the Naval Observatory, who died in who died later after the, he did the uh, he did an interview for the documentary of um, Sitchin, and he was later killed because he had said to Sitchin that his search for Planet X was correct. So this Dr. Robert Harrington was killed later, later after the documentary came out. And uh, but that was in the 90s, and of course since 2003, there has been thousands and thousands and thousands of films from people all over the world uh, being published all over the internet. People only have to put in a search engine about photos of Nibiru, and you will find, now yeah, as you said before, thousands and thousands and thousands of them, if not now in the tens of thousands. So it has been out there for a long time, but we, I, I only know from my, from my time that I was used within PI40, is this that Nibiru is where is now way over time. It should have arrived here. Probably. But here's where I question. I don't, I mean, I I just, I, I veer off and I, when a person says it should have arrived here, I have a real issue with that. And don't get me wrong. It's just a choice of words. Okay. It's all it is. I'm just questioning whether or not that is a good choice of words. Nibiru is not arriving anywhere. It is going to pass through this solar system. One astronomical unit is 93 million miles. You know, we got to, we, we, our, our brains are kind of teeny weeny. We, our brains are really small. I, I would estimate that if we take the average human brain out of the skull, the we're lucky maybe if, like, the part that actually works with a darn will fit the inside of a hollow pea. We don't really think very smart. When you understand that an AU, astronomical unit, is 93 million miles long, and that is only... No, but what I meant is no, it's passing... Let me say it like this, and I'm not. This isn't directed at you. This is directed at the audience. Okay, this is directed at the audience. An entire solar system can fit. Tire. You've got to get your arms around this. If you can't get your arms around this one simple little fact, you will never understand Nibiru ever. And you're always going to think it's something different. The entire solar system with five to seven orbiting planets and a failed star in the center can fit inside our solar system and move right through it and never so much as even come close to touching another planet. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of miles away from the nearest planet, and it can move all the way through our solar system and never touch not a single planet. 
Because the problem is we see our solar system as that little model that they put up in ninth grade in school swirling around while our science teacher goes, that's a mock-up of the our solar system. Look, here's Mercury and here's Mars and here's Earth and we're the third rock from the sun. And so our brains... Our brains grasp that. We embrace that. And we see our solar system as being kind of small, but it's not like that at all. It's the opposite. If that model that <clears throat> that our ninth grade science teacher built for us was of scale, it would have been no, well, it couldn't be a scale because it wouldn't fit on the Earth. <laughs> okay, but I'm just trying to say, yeah. if it was a little, bit, little bit more of scale, let's say it was one, one millionth of the scale, it would fill an entire football stadium. If it was like one, one millionth of scale. Yeah. That's the problem. We see our solar system as being relatively small but you know if we watch that what is that that popular prime uh tv series it's one of the most popular ones it's um oh gosh it's not called the cosmos it's the one which has uh they have these these they have like a system of government and they've got these people who are like miners and they work out in space all the time and they and they're they're on mars and then they have the people from earth and they're fighting with each other and oh what is it called but anyway that they they spend i love one thing i really like about that particular program although it's got a lot of bad language in it is it does an outstanding job helping people to understand just how big our solar system is. And when well, you hear right. around that Nibiru isn't it's it's just it's just a passerby. Just cruising along. Yes, it is. Hi, how's it going? And then the Anunnaki yeah, have a steer. Yeah, and they come to Earth. And they say we are your yeah. creators. Of course, it's not true. I've heard a lot of people use the terminology that you used. I thought, it, or you know, Nibiru be here by now, but it's here. You know what? Now here's the thing. What's the definition of here? I mean, I don't want to go Bill Clinton on you and say, ah, it depends on what the definition of is is. You know, but. <laughs> We do got to think about that, right? What does Nibiru being here mean? Does it mean one AU, two AUs, five AUs, eight AUs? Multiply it times 93.x million miles per AU? Whatever. What, what, and, what does uh, yeah, and also, mean? We also have to take in mind, do they only fly by or do they also make a uh, local trip as we go, let's say, to the supermarket and do that. Sitchin told, Sitch, told Harrington that they were going to get on a transport. I, I, I don't know. He said they were going to come from the from Nibiru or whatever, the, the solar system. They're going to come from yeah. it and they're going to come to the Earth. So the, the implication in their conversations was as follows. When the solar system and – I, and I – I think Nibiru is a reference to the actual brown dwarf, 
and I'm I'm estimating right now because there's a lot of confusion out there, even amongst the experts, and that Nemesis is a reference to a twin planet that's part of the Nibiru star system or whatever. I don't know. It gets a little confusing. Tyke, they've got the name Tyke. They've got the name Nemesis. They've got the name Planet X. They've got Nibiru. Nibiru, I think, is the brown dwarf. So what's what's Tyke and what's Nemesis? But the name that they're used internally connected with uh, PI-40 was, among others, as Wormboot. I know. Well, you, they've got a whole nother... The uh, the entities to be have created a whole nother uh, glossary of terms to confuse the issue, and um, yeah. they've just there was just a report about a week ago that the Vatican VAT telescope on Mount Graham with the Lucifer infrared attachment has at they, it, this was an official announcement. This was absolutely as official as official can get, and they came out and made an official announcement to the whatever, to whoever was listening, I guess, and said, we have spotted a, they didn't use the term alien, but they said it was not part of our solar system, uh, a, a, a planetary, a body of some type, a cosmic body. We have spotted it with our telescope, and is and it is currently on the outer reaches of our solar system. Now, let's put a stop on that. Remember, it's a solar system. Yeah. So when they say it's on the outer reaches of our solar system, where are all the seven other planets? Because if Nibiru, the brown dwarf, is right beside Pluto, that would mean that one of the other five seven orbiting planets would be deep inside our solar system now. And if the Anunnaki live on one of those, they could be very, very close. But we wouldn't see the planet. Unless we got lucky uh, and the sun just happened to hit it just exactly right, which, by the way, would explain the two-sun phenomenon that occurs constantly all over the world. The problem is everybody says Nibiru, 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 Nibiru. They don't realize there's seven planets that are moving through our solar system right now. Of course you're going to see two suns in the sky. Yeah. And that makes it confusing because all the ancient texts don't talk about it. They only talk about this body called Nibiru without, of course, saying it is, it is a solar system on itself. And, of course, in part, this is because of that is how well, the, the ancient God. According to Zechariah yeah. Sitchin, who is, I would submit, and even Zen Garcia contacted Zechariah Sitchin's um, widow. He spoke with her in person, and he got the original transcripts of the Lost Books of Enki. And he went through the Sumerian scripts, the actual text, not the books that were written by Sitchin. He read the actual Sumerian text. And the interesting thing about Sumerians, if, any, if a person were to know anything about them, is they were not from planet Earth. That's the problem. That's right. 
They, this was a civilization that came from another part of the universe. Okay? And that's where people's heads get dorked up. They'll say things like, gee whiz, the Sumerians were a really unusual civilization. They, they were so advanced from all the rest of the world. They had iron and all kinds of different weapons and tools, and they knew algebra. They had libraries. Why do you think that is? Because they weren't from here. So when the Sumerians wrote about Nibiru, that's as accurate as you're going to get. I don't care what the Japanese wrote. I don't care what the Chinese wrote, and I don't care what the Vedic texts say. At the, at the end of the day, it was just some human giving their account of what they think they saw. What I want to know is, what did the aliens say? Another you know thing I mean? that people can take a look at is, uh, have you heard about Anton uh, Parks? I don't know him. Okay, he wrote something called the Gerku Chronicles. You can find it online. And that also connected again with the Sumerians as well. Oh, yeah. It, it, this all goes back to the Sumerian kings list. They've got that. I wish yeah. I had the, the data on that guy, but remember the guy that was on, coming on Coast to Coast AM pretty regularly? He had written a book about he had found the actual digs, D-I-G-S. These are archaeological digs that the, uh, in South Africa. Isn't it fascinating that the whole world agrees that when the apocalypse happens and 2012 happens, it was even embedded into the movie 2012 with their fake arcs, these giant ships that they made, these arcs that they built into the side, the side of the mountains in the movie 2012, guess what their destination was? South Africa. It's, it is a unanimously believed that South Africa will be the safest place on earth when Revelation 16 actually occurs, which was really what, what you saw in the movie 2012. The point is that was also where the Anunnaki post 400 thousand years ago that's why yes. the Sumerian kings tracks all the way back. yes 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 and see they dorked around first they dorked around with some of the reptilian species to become their slave race with with dna manipulation which by the way is caught on the hieroglyphs and all the artwork in egypt but um and after that didn't work out as well as they hoped, they went to uh, Neanderthal and they went to cro Magnon And they started Techn- dorking around. Technically, Enki, technically, Enki and Enlil, they were half-brothers. They came both from two different royal houses, from the royal houses of Sirius and the royal houses of Orion. I am. It. It. The, I know there were conflicts. There were fights. I know that Enki was a lion sack, a dog dookie, um, because he. Uh, we did a show a long time ago with N. Garcia because he had, like I said, he got the original text. And what happened was Enki was flying around in his spaceship, and he came back and he told everybody that he impregnated some women. 
and created what they called in the original uh, Enki text, you know, the, the Lost Book of Enki, the original, the original Sumerian text. These are Sumerian texts that were, that have been translated. And um, it, and and Enki lied and told everybody that it, they were that he had found what was called civilized man. Um, and he was like gushing. He was like, oh, everybody, listen, listen to this civilized man. Now, the lie he told was he told everybody that he was the father of civilized man, and it was him going around having sex with these beings that that created them into civilized man, which was a lie from the devil. Because, you know, these are some really sick, twisted, evil, satanic beings. And, but the reality was that then he gave himself away. He gave himself away. In the Sumerian text, it says that Enki went on to tell everybody that, that he goes, oh, civilized man, civilized man. They even have the ability to talk. Yeah. They even have the ability to farm. See, the thing was, Enki, what Enki it was Enki flew around on his spaceship and stumbled across the Edemic bloodline, and then he went back to his people in South Africa to tell them all that he was their father, that he's the father of that race of civilized man. And he was so gushing and amazed because they were working with Neanderthal. They were working with Cro-Magnon, and, they, and he was blown away that there was actually a man-like being, a man civilized man that could farm that could communicate vocally with their voices instead of grunting they had language they had uh, civilization civilized man mommies daddies babies that's all in the sumerian text enki actually stumbled onto the edemic bloodline it's all in there it's amazing. It it's, I, I, you know, it's it's hard to sort it all out. I wish Zen was here to be able to to fit together some of the pieces that I don't know as well. Uh, but um, it it's 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 an amazing. It's it's just amazing. And right now we we've got to be on the cusp of. I mean, look what's happening around the world. Look at the look at the. Look at the waves and the seas and the floods and the hailstones that are as big as Revelation says. And look at how hot the summers are. And look look at the, the volcanoes popping off, underground, tsunamis. Um, look at how fast the evil ones on the earth are collapsing the petrodollar. Look at the pandemics they're releasing upon mankind and killing them and getting away with it. Look at there, by the way, there are pandemics mentioned in second Esdras, by the way, it's a really good chapter 15 is really good to read, but um, it's all happening right now. Yeah. So this on the axis of our solar system and the closer they will come and they come closer to the sun and then moving of course away again for next, 3,600 plus years. Yeah, the, the, we're going to see uh, things going much faster in the coming years. Coming year? And now, now God knows how long. Because, right. yeah, we, I mean, we don't know how long the, the, the track will be 
from when they entered and when they are beyond the sun back out of the system again. But yeah, we will see things going faster and faster in the coming weeks or months to, to go, depending on how fast they will go in their track. So, bro, check this out. All right. Hold on a second. I want to get the right translation. All right. Revelation 17. All right. Watch this. Okay. All right. So check it out. All right. So it it you know you got the the this, the, the the woman and the beast and mystery Babylon and da 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 and all this stuff. All right, and it talks about her fornication, the great harlot, yada, yada, and people just, you know, seven heads, ten horns, this, that, and the other thing, abominations, filthiness, fornication, yada, yada, mystery Babylon, mother of harlots, whatever. And then it goes on and says the meaning of the woman and the beast. Now, look, I don't get myself – lots of people like to sell their DVDs for $39.95, and they like to try to tell you what what they believe all this is with great authority because they've figured it out. And, of course, I'm kind of thinking to myself, yeah, right, buddy. But anyway, what I do find very interesting here is in, you know, it goes into this description where the angel says, why do you marvel? And it tries to, and the angel tries his best to explain what it is that was being seen. And it goes on and it says, you know, it describes a bunch of other things, but I'm going to go. I'm going to jump ahead. Oh my gosh, we're running out of time. Dag on it. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings. Now remember that aliens can be kings. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet. Think hard about what this is saying. The ten horns, which you saw, are ten kings. Now, just imagine if they're alien beings. That would explain why they have received no kingdom as yet, because they just arrived on Earth. They just got to Earth. They've received no kingdom yet. They just arrived. Then it goes on to say, but they receive, they're given, authority... For one hour, which, by the way, is a metaphor for the length of the Great Tribulation, because we know it's not 60 minutes. For one hour, as kings with the beast. These alien beings are of one mind. It just says these are of one mind. But we know about the hive mind. We already know how their hive mind works. Yes. says these are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. So they arrive. They don't have a kingdom, and the beast gives them you know, power, power. says, you are now, you are our creators. You are powerful over these lands. You are powerful over the earth. And they are of a hive mind, you see. And then they give their power and authority to the Antichrist. Get it? Take me to your leader. 
And then it goes goes on to explain how uh, they they it says the, the, these will make war with the Lamb Jesus, and the Lamb will overcome them. For he, you know, this, it, it, it's crunching a, a big three and a half year period of time in the in the Great Tribulation into this tiny little you know four sentences. But it's like when you consider the fact that we know these entities are coming to this planet, we know it. Where do they fit into the Bible? People sit there and they read this stuff all day long and they go, well, um, one of the horns must be um, Erdogan. Yeah, yeah, in Turkey, the king from the north. Um, I guess the other horn might be, um, oh, I don't know, Trudeau in Canada maybe. Nobody takes into consideration these beings that are coming to the earth. Yeah, that is true because most... Most, most uh, yeah, they will think there's one of the leaders already on the earth, the human leaders or the hybrid reptilians in some cases. But most people will never, not realize or even think about that we're talking about off-world forces. By the way, in the way how you were saying all of this, you were... Uh, you, you always sound, I, I get the feeling that Bill Hicks is one of your favorite comedians or former favorite comedians. Because you always remind me to Bill Hicks when he says certain things. Unfortunately, he's not among us anymore. I wonder how, what he would have made out of this world if he would be still alive. But, uh, Look, you have 60 yeah, the, the thing to is, in. If you want to listen to us chatter for a little longer, 319-527-6020, 319-527-6020. You have 43 seconds to dial those numbers if you want to listen in to the, to the end of the show and the, our ongoing banter about alien beings and revelation. <laughs> and Nibiru! Yeah, because... This is a teaching about aliens that you don't find in most churches. Uh, it, it is interesting that most churches are now talking about. Bro, it this shows is how class. far they have, how far and deep they have been manipulated, it's and the how they bring their flock into hell. Yep, it's the secret sauce, man. And you know what? When you when you know the aliens are coming, when you've got it from. Wow. Isaiah 13, Joel 2, uh, prophecies. I mean, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, for example, let me see here. Site, site, S-I-T-E, colon. um, Oh, I got to type this just right. I'm hacking my site. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. I did it wrong. Oh, oh yeah. I got to type. I got to get the keyword in the front. Oh, what was the name of it? Um, oh, yeah. Seven Thunders. There it is. Years and years and years ago. You're going to love this. Do you, remember, do you remember when I was reading Second Ezra's? Or how the dragons? Yeah. All It said, all they that heard them would fear and tremble. All them that would hear them hear them with fear and tremble. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a reason. Wait a minute. 
Yeah, here it is. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so about 10 years ago, a mom-and-pop prophecy, they're still out there, husband and wife prophecy team called God's Healer 7. Most of the listeners of the show know know about them. Um, The woman, her name was Barbara, she was praying in her kitchen one morning and saying, Father, you know how the Bible says that we, you know, Daniel, you need to seal this up, this story about the seven thunders. You got to seal it up to the end. And she said, she prayed about it, and she said to the Lord, she said, well, isn't it about the end right now? Can we please be told what the seven thunders are? So she's down in her kitchen futzing around and making coffee probably or whatever and talking to the Lord about this. And all of a sudden, her husband, Dan, comes running down the stairs from the bedroom upstairs into the kitchen, and she goes, he goes, he goes, uh, Barbara, Barbara, you're not going to believe this. But the Lord just told me, gave me a prophecy about the seven thunders. So he was upstairs. Well, he was upstairs. She was downstairs talking to the Lord and saying, could you please tell us what the seven thunders are? Dan, her husband, comes running down the stairs all excited because he just got a prophecy about the seven thunders. Now. You remember what I just read out of Ezra's, right? I can, yeah. I can, I can reach, I can recap it. It's right here, just, just the one sentence. Behold, a horrible vision and appearance from the east. Nations of the dragons of Arabia shall come, Arabia shall come out with many spaceships, and a multitude of them shall be carried on the wind, uh, carried as the wind upon the earth, and all they which hear, hear, hear. Very, very important word. Hear them may fear and tremble. Okay? Got that? Now, I'm going to read you what Brother Dan was told by the Lord. All right? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. This is is mind-bending, bro. Quote, be of great vigilance for the thunder's approach. What are they approaching? Must be the earth. Although the hosts shall lead the battle, the thunder shall follow. Their might shall, shall be apparent to all. Their glory is in my name. Prince of peace, I left. God of thunders, I return. They shall swoop down on their prey like an eagle. They shall enter with a deafening roar. All those that hear will fear and tremble. Their roar shall pierce the ears of all who await them. Fire shall spew from their lips. Fear shall enter the men's hearts. Men's hearts failing them for fear of those things coming upon the earth. And Luke. Now, rather than reading every single word of this, I'm going to jump ahead because he got a second prophecy right after that. And it goes like this. I shall not come through water, but through fire. My messengers shall announce my forthcoming and the cries of the children reach my ears. Listen, he says, the sea shall hide no more. The time nears when ye shall witness the mighty power of which I hold in my hand. The wings of the thunders await my command. All who do 
not follow me, um, uh, walk down the path of destruction. Okay, but anyway, I, it goes on to say about how the sea shall boil, the mountains shall tremble, my judgment will be swift and final. But I just thought it was so fascinating how because remember God's in control of everything even the darkness yeah. you know what I mean even the darkness doesn't know they don't know God's in control you know no. what I mean he allows them to believe that they are in control yeah I know I know oh, yeah. Yeah. so they believe the lie that they are in control but in reality it is him yeah. Oh, and get this. It says, Woe to all those who feel their wrath. It would have been better that they had never been born. The seven seals, the seven seals have sealed thy fate. Evidently, these thunders arrive before the seven seals are over. So this actually occurs evidently round about the day of the Lord, round about when the rapture occurs, round about when World War III is happening, round about when the great earthquake in Revelation 6:12 happens. It's like it's like right on we're on the precipice of all this stuff happening. We you know, I mean, yes, you're right. I mean, you nailed it, Robert. You're absolutely right. I hate to admit it, but you know, this could take a while before and we get to And in the meantime, this we are defending all the evil because in the meantime, we're spending, us the U.S. and the U.K., uh, in the tens of billions of dollars to defending a country that are hosting bioweapon laboratory on the ground that are going to be used against our population. It is insane, but... And and no one in the news is talking about it except oh yeah the Russians are invading and well also the news media oh at least the Western media over the last decade or so also left out that uh, extremist um, groups in Ukraine went to kill the uh, Russian-speaking Ukrainians. It is it is so insane and. Our own people in the UK and in the US can hardly pay for their electric, their gas and food, while our government is spending tens of billions of dollars on uh, war materials for the Ukraine. It is it is so insane, and no one seems to, no human seems to be uh, care about that part. No, they I care. Remember. There's, just, there's just nothing they can do. What are they going to do, bro? Uh, it, it, you know, are you? If somebody rode over to your house in a in a car and there was like fifty or a bus or whatever, and and they said, "Hey, hey, Robert, man, jump in a car with us. We're going to go over and find Klaus Schwab and we're going to kick his butt." What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I hear people say that all the time. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I care. There's a lot of people that care. The problem is there's nothing you can do about it. That if somebody can tell me how yeah, I can get a cruise missile to go directly into the house of Windsor, let me know how I can do it. The only problem is a Christian, I'm not allowed to do that because vengeance is God's. I know, 
that is also my my dilemma was always since I am now a Christian and I'm out of the cult, of course. If I had my way, as being a victim of pedophiles myself, if I had my way and God wasn't standing in my in the way of my salvation of my soul, I would have hunted down each of those political pedophiles and non-political pedophiles, and I would have taken them out like Dirty Harry did. It uh, made my day punk. But, of course, I'm now a Christian, and as Christians, we are not allowed to do that. That is, this is now up to God. But if I had my way, let's say, before all of this, I would have taken them out myself. But, of course, I'm not going to put my uh, soul at risk for Satan. Yeah, he he would love that, but I'm not going to do that. And concerning the whole thing with the Ukraine, people seem to think that a yellow is now representing the Ukraine because my old my uh, presenter alter was it Esme or Lauren? I think it was Esme. She was in yellow dress last week, and she was in the, in the store. And a la- an old lady came to her and t- and taking uh, on the shoulder of Esme and asking. Are you supporting uh, Ukraine? Initially, uh, Esme wanted to explode and really say what he thought about it. But I just told you eh, about that Ukraine is is controlled by Nazis and all that. But she didn't because it was an elderly lady. But it shows the the mentality how people are brainwashed, the majority of them. That they think if you wear a certain color, oh yeah, then you must support, for instance, uh, because of yellow is in the in the flag color uh, of the flag of the Ukraine, so you must then support the Ukraine. Uh, it's, it is so insane how people are. <laughs> but yeah, initially uh, Esme wanted to explode on this old on this on this lady because of uh, how she offended her with the, because she wear yellow, so she must support, uh, in this case, then the Ukraine. And it was also on the day, I think, that the Ukraine was, had a football match against uh, Wales, that Wales, thank God, apparently won, because it was about the, uh, about the entry into the World Cup for, I don't know what year, I think in the near future, when we have a new World Cup, but nonetheless, uh, so thank God at least Wales had beat uh, the Ukraine for that. But nonetheless, uh, it is so insane how people are so brainwashed. If you wear certain colors, then you must support that country or, or that club or whatever. But nonetheless, yeah, that, the I'll whole tell you thing... Hmm? You 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 can't you can't you could you could sit here and turn this into a thirty hour show just talking about the insanity, talking about the uh, woeful lack of intellectual capacity, the unbelievable lack of spiritual acuity, the insanity that's happening across the world, uh, the fact that the Russians are basically telling the truth. I think I think Putin's going to die, and they're going to put somebody else in charge, and Putin and the person that takes Putin's place is going to mow. He's going to take the entire Russian army, and he's 
going to mow right over the Ukraine, take over the Baltic states, re- re- return to the USSR, and then proceed in and take over uh, Turkey. And we're going to get deep into the, the end times, you know, super fast. But, you know, we could we literally do, I mean, every single radio show I do, I, I want to pull my hair out. I want to, rent, as, they, as it says in the Bible, I want to rent my robe and shave my head like Job because I can't handle the ignorance. I can't handle it. I need, I don't care about that on Ukraine anymore. I don't care about that stuff. What, you know, the problem that we have right now is global. Every single thing that Jesus warned us about, pestilence, famine, starvation, the second seal, the third seal, everything is in play. We had, we're on the precipice of World War III. We got Obama manipulating Biden. I believe Obama is the Antichrist. I don't care what anybody else thinks. They can think what they want to think. They can think it's Donald Duck if they want. I don't care. It's irrelevant to me. I know what my mother told me in 1972. He's the daggone Antichrist. All right. And he is manipulating Biden right now. We're running out of time. And it doesn't matter what every all this other stuff. At the end of the day, it's enough to drive all of us nuts. We're, we, 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 we all ought to be flipping out. We ought to, we, our heads ought to be spinning around. We ought to be in a rubber room. This is the only sound that we should be hearing when we wake up in the morning. Do you know, I don't even listen. I never listen to Fox News. I don't listen to CNN. I don't listen to, I don't listen to anything. I don't listen to any of it anymore. You know why? Because it's all so flippin' stupid that I just can't. I can't. It's like it's it's just horrible. I, it's so ignorant. It's it's people don't get nothing. And you know what? To your point, you're a thousand percent correct. But you know what? It's a rabbit hole that you will never, ever, ever come out of. That's Talking right. about the and ignorance of the world. Never, it's 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 a wormhole that goes to other galaxies. Yes, never currently the U.S. is controlled. Yes, and the U.S. is controlled. Sadly to say, not not by the Biden government. It is it is the Obama free government. You know what? It, 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 at the end of the day, it's the global satanic control grid. And yeah. Satan is at the top, the Dracos are beneath, the reptilians are beneath in in human form. It's already in place. And now just like Klaus Schwab said, all the elites, which is just another name for the Illuminati factions, the Romanovs and everything, are getting along. They made it a public disclosure. Uh, Klaus Schwab, by the way. I have memories. I'm not getting into it. Brother, brother, I'm not going to talk for another hour about Klaus Schwab. All I want to do is go over there and drop a nuke. That is God's business. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that your vengeance will be taken out on the evil. We pray that your vengeance will be taken out on the evil and that we, through humility and love, will make the barley harvest. We will help each other. We will love each other. We will touch other people's lives. We will help to awaken them. We'll help them know that Jesus is Lord and that he is the only escape from this hell that is coming to this earth. And then 
heaven forbid, anyone who has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior will end up in the real hell and ultimately be cast into Gehenna, the lake of fire. And we don't want that to happen to anybody that is part of the Edemic bloodline, Father. We pray that your vengeance will be taken out on these entities. We pray that your vengeance will be taken out on, on uh, you know, those who have murdered our family, our friends through this pandemic and more to even come. And we pray, Father, that you will give us each the patience of Job and help us to remember Remember the scripture out of the book of Job, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Praise God. Robert, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, it is winding down, and I got myself just a Jim Dandy exciting day tomorrow in my workplace. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much, right. brother, for joining us tonight. Uh, uh, and uh, and we will all we will see you all. It's Wednesday, June the fifteenth, and we'll see you all, Lord willing, uh, for the prayer vigil on Friday night at seven p.m. So God bless you all. Don't try. Don't don't use your brain. Please don't, in Jesus' name, I beg you, do not try to use your brain to figure out what's going on in the world, because you will fail. Just read your Bible. Praise God. That's my recommendation. I'm sure you won't take it. <laughs> Maybe one or two people will. <laughs> but anyway... God bless you all. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll see you at the Friday Night Prayer Vigil, 7 p.m., Lord willing. Thank you, Robert. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. You're welcome, and until uh, next time. Amen. Good night, everyone. Amen. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners at the mercy of grace, redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. 
you all. Good night.